from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Oh, Yes. And Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. This is Chain Smoker. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. This is Ed You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Uh, hey, Dan and Lori, come on in here for a second and bring your retainer. Your what? Or whatever it is. Retainer? I got in the car. Maury drives me to work every morning. Yeah. And I got in the car, and Maury's sitting beside me and looks like a pug. What? Like, you know, pugs have an underbite? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Maury looks like a pug, and his mouth is all messed up, and he can't, like, he can't speak. And I found out that you went to what, like a dentist? Yeah, I went to the dentist, and they do a, a mold. Of your teeth. Because um, Maury needs to wear a mouth guard now when he drives. Only when he drives. Wait, hold on. Stop everything. <laughs> I've heard of wearing a mouth guard when, you know, at home for a little bit. Yeah. Or at night when you go to bed, you yeah. put the mouth guard in. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, take it out, go about your day. Yeah. I have never in my entire life heard of anyone having to wear a mouth guard. <laughs> Only when you drive. Only when he drives. Because why, Maury? Because I clench when I drive. Right. I hold my stress in my teeth. He grinds his teeth when he drives. Because of it, all of the horrible drivers out there. It's because you're a horrible <laughs> driver. <laughs> no, I have to deal with them. I have to adapt. Don't you ever notice that whenever you and I leave the radio station at the exact same time, and we go down to the exact same parking lot, and we get into our cars at the exact same time, I always leave after you leave because you pull out of the parking spot, you reverse out without <laughs> checking your mirrors, and then you peel out of the parking lot. You wear the tires screech so loud. I know. I love doing that. It's yeah. so much fun. It feels like a hot shot. Yeah. Uh, 2011 I'm a Yaris. Bad boy. Put your show mocha, your, your mouth on. guard. And again, I know, I just saw you eating in there too. I know. I just need to get some egg out. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that oh. is disgusting. <laughs> So these are my teeth. It's a plastic mold of my teeth. It's fascinating. So look at this. So Maury has like a protective... You know what it looks like? He looks like Like, Sling Blade. Well, I was going to say, it looks like... A a, hockey player, like a goalie. Like uh, sports, like a boxer or whoever that will have to wear the mouth guard to protect your But the mouth guard is only on the bottom, so his bottom jaw sticks out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but when the dentist told me to put it on... (laughs) Sorry, when the dentist told me to put it on, he said, oh, you look like a super cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, Your dentist like, told you you're going to look cool with a plastic Because he's trying guard. to make me feel better about looking like an absolute Is it plastic idiot. or is it rubber? No, it's a uh, plasticky rubber. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so both. So explain now again to, to people more why you need to have a mouth guard when you drive. It's because I clench as I drive, so I have to wear one of these so that I... My teeth don't get ruined on the top by the clenching. <laughs> Wait, does Matthew know that you have to wear this mouth guard? Um, I haven't told him yet. <laughs> you haven't told him yet? <laughs> no, this is really nobody's going to want to be married to me now. <laughs> oh, now? Hey, come over here for a second. Come here for a second. Come here. 
<laughs> I just, I just, out of curiosity, I want to see if you can read this tongue twister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that mouth guard in. Number okay. Th- read this one here. Okay. I saw Susie sitting in a Susie shop. <laughs> I saw Susie sitting in a Susie sign shop where she sat in the sign to see and where she sat in the sign to sit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one more time, one more time. Read this Same one. Same one? Yeah. I saw Susie sitting in the suicide top. Where she did the side. Where she did the side. Where she did the side. Nailed it! Nailed it! Nailed it! Nailed it! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Damn it, Maury, please come in here and bring your retainer or your mouth guard. <laughs> Yesterday, if you remember, we found out that Damn it, Maury requires a mouth guard for only when he drives. That's so weird. <laughs> because... I hold my stress in my mouth. Right. So he grinds his teeth so much when he drives that it's damaging his mouth. But you can prevent that because you're a terrible, terrible driver. No, but I have no control of everyone around me. Right. Yeah. So put it in more. Right. So as I'm driving, I have to drive with this. (laughs) Right. Which is really... Wait, how do you talk on the phone, though? Oh, I don't. I just deal with the texting. I got you. Admit it. Yo. Let's play this scenario out real quick. Okay? Let's play this scenario out real quick. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. You get pulled over. Uh, Hi, officer. How are you? <laughs> do, you uh, do you know why I stopped you today? Uh, no, it's my tail light out. <laughs> Excuse me, is your what? It's my tail light out. Okay, um, I stopped you because I saw that you were texting. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happened though is that in order to get Maury's mouth guard at the dentist, they had to do that where they make a mold yeah, of, of his of his teeth. Yeah, and then that's they made the mouth guard and. But that mold they give you to keep if anybody's ever had a mold made of their teeth. You're allowed to like souvenir? Yeah, I guess. It's like a dinosaur relic. Yeah, you're allowed to bring it home. Can I take this out now? No. Uh, (laughs) You're you're allowed to bring it home. Yeah. And so Maury brought it home and left it on the desk in the office. (gasps) And that is where his husband, damn it, Matthew, walked in and found the mold of Maury's teeth. No. Yeah, so hear that. Here's that. What the f*** is that? <laughs> it's a mold of my teeth. Why? Who did it? The dentist. Your teeth don't look like that to me in person. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had to bring that home? That's a memento. I don't want that. Like, that's not on display. I don't like that. <laughs> that is your baby's teeth. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> Weird. You know, that's like a kind of a cool We don't thing. need these things on shelves. <laughs> no, it's a memento. I don't, I don't like seeing this. It's, you know... You have one tooth that's really high up there. <laughs> it's called your meat eaters. First of all, it looks like a, like a clay science experiment project thing. No, it's like kind of cool. It's not cool. Like when you put your your like your newborn's feet in copper. What? No. <laughs> what if somebody comes in, breaks in, and they steal your teeth? Because, you know, they see them on the shelf, they think it's a joke. Uh-huh. And then they steal your identity. How are they going to steal my identity from a mold? They can put of- those teeth at a murder scene, a crime scene or something. <laughs> and how are they going to track that to me? of the teeth on the body or something. If you lose me, you'll want that mold. It's no. like a little memento to have of me. It's something to keep of your husband's. A mold of your teeth are not what I would want. It's all you'll have. We don't have many possessions. <laughs> oh, my lord. So according to Dan and Matthew, your husband, he thinks that someone is going to break into your third floor condo. Yeah. 
and out of everything in your place, steal the mold of your teeth. Yes. Go commit a crime, uh-huh. potentially murder somebody, and leave the mold of your teeth on the dead body. To ping it on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hello? Hey, Allie, it's Razamoka. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, despite the circumstance. Let me read to you, Roz, and to everybody listening what Allie DM'd to us. Okay. This was last night. Uh, I'm currently sitting in the hospital awaiting brain surgery and oh, thought God. to pass the time I could talk to my two favorite guys, and then in brackets, she said, don't tell my husband. Uh, my <laughs> surgery is on Thursday, and I've been sitting here for five days already. Anyway, thanks for making my mornings and my drives that much better. The podcast makes me so happy and puts a huge smile on my face. So, Ali, why are you having to have brain surgery, and why have you been in the hospital now six days? It all started like a week and a half ago. I um, had a headache that was just lingering, uh, and then it just didn't go away. So I went to my doctor, and they found uh, that I have a cyst on my brain that they have to go in and remove. So what is that? What's this, How do you get a cyst on your brain? They don't really know if it's something that happened when I was like really, really small or they don't know if it's something that's just kind of like built up through the years. It's it's just kind of un- unknown at the moment. Yeah. But like, does it do, like how, would it, how does it affect you other than extreme pain and headaches? Is there like any other sort of things that are messed up? No, no. not really. It's It's just the fact that my head has been really, really bad and um, makes me dizzy and gets me sick and, and that. How do they get it out? What do they do? What's the procedure? Um, so they're going to have to like go into my head and extract it, I guess. But like what um, part of your head? In, I, I still have some talking to do with the doctor, to yeah. be honest, because um, I need to know 100% what's the, the procedure and even the... Um, the the aftermath of it. I need to know like what's the recovery. Gonna, yeah. Wait. Yeah. So why have you been there since I guess Thursday? Why have you been there for six days at the hospital? So <laughs> I wanted to go home, but they um, they just wanted to keep me there for like keep me here for monitoring because uh, he the doctor did say that things can go sideways really quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they just wanted to monitor me and make sure that I'm okay and this is the best place for me to be. I know that. So yeah. And is your husband there with you or do you have family there with you? Oh, they've been amazing. They've been yeah. here with me every day, family nonstop. Um, I told them, you know what, go back to work today and I'm okay. I have my grandma coming today for me. I've had family and friends. Like They've been amazing. Um, and I've been like listening to you guys and I've been, it's, it's insane. You don't have like, I can't believe this. you didn't get any like the cool side effects from brain stuff. Like you didn't wake up one day and be able to speak German or anything like that, huh? No. Oh. <laughs> no, See, you no, know no. what? Just, just extreme headaches. Right. Like at least give you I one know. of the cool side effects. <laughs> like one of the cool ones. Like you can like move something with your mind. Yeah, like all of a sudden you I can know. shuffle a deck of cars with one hand yeah, and you don't know why. <laughs> well, have you tried? Have you tried anything? <laughs> No, I haven't. Put a fork on the table and I'll just like, stare at it intensely and see if it'll move. Maybe I'll try that today. Honestly, I would be trying. you guys are asking. Dude, I'd be trying all the things. I would start off by writing with my wrong hand first. Oh. Right? Just to oh, see. Just shit. to see. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, I would start off with like all the little things. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I'd get up to you know levitation and and, and that, that kind of <laughs> level of super <laughs> strength. But here's the thing, okay, is that if you do realize that you can speak a little German or shuffle a deck of cards with one hand, those are good. It's when you start feeling like you're invisible that you need to hit that button and call a doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more meds, please. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a line yeah. to a head injury. <laughs> oh yeah, and I then I really don't think they'll try to send me home. They'll just do more tests. Right. Yeah, you stay here a little longer girl <laughs> yeah well Allie um, we just wish you all the best and can't thank you enough for your support and the note that you sent to Roz and I uh, really really nice and we appreciate it and we just wanted to make sure that we call to send our love and support to you as well thank you so much you guys make every day amazing <sighs> I listen to you guys like my drives to work yeah um, I listen to you while I do my makeup I I am obsessed, so I just want to say thank you so much for making my days so bright. Oh, so. you're the best. Well, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I knew you were going to ask me that. Yep. Okay, so I've, I've been thinking about it. Uh, Mocha, I'm Guyanese. Well, my dad is Guyanese. I'm Canadian, but yeah. um, so I'm, I'm going to have to say Mocha because of the whole Guyanese thing and, and how you make us so proud. That sounds like the cis talking. Shut up, dude. That is so mean. Oh, my God. That is, like, oh terrible. God. The girl's been in the hospital for, like, six That is so mean, dude. You know I love no. you. You know oh I love God. you. Don't you know listen to O'Malley. He's lying to you. Oh, my God. Uh, well, listen, will you please keep in touch and let us know how, how everything's going? I will for sure. Oh, All right. God. Thank you, honey. Have a great day. Thank you so much. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, hey, damn it, Maury, my love, come on in here. What's the date today, Mocha? Uh, January 24th. Uh, January 24th. Oh. Today is... Yeah. Today is National Compliment Day. Oh! The best way to celebrate this day is to pay someone a nice compliment. Go for it. Maureen I'll I. go first. Maureen and I... You want to give me a compliment more? I mean, I'll, I do every day. Right, but you give me a compliment, yeah. I'll I'll give I'll give you a compliment in return. Roz, it's absolutely incredible how you're like a fine wine and you just get better with age. Oh my god. Wow. That's actually really nice. Super nice, dude. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, Maury, you're welcome. I like that shirt. It's tastefully basic. <laughs> but that's super nice, dude. <laughs> Thank you. What? Yeah. Listen, wait, Maury, the rule is when somebody pays you a compliment, yeah. you're supposed to say thanks. Okay. Yeah. I think thanks. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead, Maury. Okay. Um, I, I love the fact that you smell like vanilla every day. It is so awesome. Oh, my God. That's, I actually work on that. I bought, like, I have finally found, after years of, like, looking for cologne, I found this Tom Ford one. Yeah. Spent way too much money on it, whatever, who cares? Listen, but you got to smell you, good, Maury. right? Thanks, Maria. Maury, I really love that and admire that you have done your absolute best with that haircut. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I pay for it. <laughs> do you really? You don't do that yourself? No. Oh. Bro, it's like so uneven on the left side of your head. <laughs> well, let me just move it over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Roz, every day you smile, you laugh, it's like you're enjoying life. Oh my God. I do actually. Thank yeah. you, Maury. You have been getting better at smiling. Thank you. I've yeah. really, I have been working on that. Maury, I really appreciate that even like super ugly colors look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. 
Maury, Nessa, thank you. Thank oh. you. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop laughing so I can get like, that word in there. I'm like, don't no. be rude, bro. I was laughing at something from yeah. earlier. Okay, go ahead, more. You are probably one of the most fashionable people I know. It's like you, you, you. Uh, no matter what you wear, it just looks rocking. Thank you, Maury. And I like the fact that you never even pretend to have money. I appreciate that. It's kind of it's sometimes uh, it's off-putting when people do. So I appreciate the fact that you thanks that you don't thanks. Do you get it? Okay, go ahead, more. Okay. My turn. Yes, absolutely. Don't leave me hanging. Absolutely. Facial uh, facial hair on you as it's like facial hair was made invented for you. That is incredibly wow. kind, Maury. Maury, I wish this is one of the reasons why I envy you. I wish that I still got pimples because people probably think you're much younger than you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> that one on your neck has been there since '09. <laughs> I should probably see a doctor, bro. <laughs> Would you like to pay Roz one more compliment? Absolutely, yeah? absolutely. Your skin is radiant. It's like you. Every day. Oh my God, Maury. Wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you, one of the other things, Maury, that I really envy, even as far as the way that you grew up and the way that I grew up, is I really, I just want to, you are so lucky that you didn't have like one of those parents that cared whether you went to school or not. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> Thank you. Happy compliment day, everybody. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi. Hi, it's Roz Amoka. Oh, hi. Hi, what's your name? It's Alex. Roz, Alex texted us just now, and it simply reads, we want to call you. Oh, okay. So we've been waiting for your call, Alex, and you didn't call, so we're calling you now. Oh, okay, this is so fun. This is just like, with a fun fact. You wanted to call us with a fun fact? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Go for wait, it. Wait, who else is there, Alex? Is there anything wrong with that? No, no not at all. Who else is there? Um, this is my friend. Okay, so Alex and Rebecca, how old are you guys? Uh, we're 14. Okay, what is your fun fact for today? Um, my favorite food is onions and juice crystals. It's actually really, really good. No, you're lying. That's not a fun no. fact. No, you're lying. It's so good. You're lying. Teenage girls lie. You're lying. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's you so are. Good. Okay, fruit crystals on, on top of what? Onions. Raw onions. What kind of juice crystals? What company makes them? Like, it's like slushy, like the company, I think. It's your favorite food and you don't know who makes it. You don't know what product you use. Okay, I know what it looks like. It's like a white bag with like purple writing. Yeah, but what, who makes it though? If it's your favorite, you would know. Okay, but I don't know because you don't need, you don't need a lot of juice crystals. So what? You take the powder and you then you sprinkle it on top of onions. No, so you take like a little chunk of onion. Yeah. And you lick it. Yeah. And then you take a handful of juice crystals and you dip your licked onion into the juice crystals like fun dip no you don't and then it tastes like sour patch kid no you don't do that yes so, I do you, you, you could have got on the show for just being honest like we would have put you on the show you don't have to lie yeah. to get on the show <laughs> tell um, me if I'm explaining this right so you take an onion yes yes okay you, so you peel the onion the and then you slice it into what strips no you don't like chunks like little chunks like little chunks and then you pick up the little onion chunk yeah. you lick, lick it, it. You dip it yeah, in like the juice crystal, no. and then you eat the onion that's yeah. covered in the in the juice crystal, the juice powder. Yeah. yeah, no, it's like sour patch kids. No, it's not. So, how many times a week do you do this? We do it at camp. You uh, could have got on the show for just being honest. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Okay, hundred percent. Okay, okay. Well, you have to prove it to us. Yeah. Okay, uh, but also, where are you going to find juice crystals? Oh, they have. Oh. 
But I thought it's your favorite thing. You do it all the time. We do it at camp. At Mostly. camp, it's our oh. favorite thing. Oh, I gotcha. So you only do it but at you camp. you can have a favorite food that you only eat like for like a month a year. No, you can't. No, you can't. If it's your favorite, you should be having that all the time. <laughs> they have, okay, so the store that I get mine, my juice crystals at is the store like, it's like Costco, but it's not Costco and it's a business owner. Bosco. It's I know really that very well. well. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't know it. It's called Bosco. It's like Costco, but only a little different. You would you would know. You wouldn't know. Membership is very expensive and very exclusive. Sorry. All right, Alex. Well, thanks very much. This phone call was rather riveting. I'm so happy that you texted and we called you back. I suggest trying it. I suggest trying it. You guys are great. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Transat. Let's talk about their direct daily flights to London, England. Please. Also, twice a week to Manchester. That is also direct. Yeah, I love London. And when you go there, it's first of all, the, the city's magical and you can't help but want to be a tourist. Other cities you go to, you don't want to do the necessarily the touristy things. A lot of people are real cool. You want to go off the beaten path. You don't want to buy the books or take the guided tours, all that stuff. You want to kind of have your own adventure. Yeah. And I get that. I really do. But London is one of those places that you will benefit so greatly from allowing yourself the freedom to just be that stereotypical tourist. Because it's a city that's made for that. Like, if you go to London and don't do the double-decker red bus tour oh, you're not with the big your- giant map on your lap with yeah. the pen and the you're everything else. You're not living else, your best life. You're not living. you got to do that stuff. Yeah. So please, if you go to London, just be the tourist. Embrace uh, it. Plus, Transat offers those multi-city packages to enjoy uh, cities in and around England. So much to do. So much to eat, too. Visit mm-hmm. airtransat.com for all the details. There you go. Okay, let's take a phone call. Of course. Razamoka, hello. Hey there, how are you guys? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. I have a challenge for Roz and Maury. Okay. For Roz and Maury? What is it before I... I'm not agreeing to do anything until I know what it is. <laughs> Hold on, what's your name? What's your name? My name is James. James, I like this idea already, bro. <laughs> so, my wife and I love your game, Mouse Charades. Mm-hmm. And it seems that every time you guys play Mouse Charades... Roz always complains that Maury sucks at giving the clues. Because he does. So I think that Roz should give the clues and Maury should do the guessing so that Roz can see how good he is at giving the clues. No. No? Can I just defend myself for a second? Yeah, yeah sure. Mark. I'm clearly not that bad at giving the clues because Mocha gets them all the time. Mm-hmm. Every no, think, single time. I think you're good at it. My wife and I get it all the time. Oh, your wife and you get it all the time. <laughs> Please, dude. Enough. I think Roz just struggles. Don't you know, dude, from listening to the show for as long as I'm sure you have, that sometimes when I say something, it's because of insecurity? <laughs> Or you're just bad at guessing. You shut. <laughs> Get stuffed, man. Yeah. Don't, don't call up and start chirping me like right, that. James, how it's about this? Cool. If you and your hotshot wife think that you're really good at mouth trades, what if we gathered some things, we'll play a song when we come back, we will play mouth trades the way it gets played and see if you guys can figure out the clues. I would love to hear you guys play it. And hear me annihilate Roz again? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, great, thanks. How's your insecurity over there, Roz? Yeah, no, listen, man. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling really great about myself today. <laughs> Yo, thanks, James. Alright, thanks, guys. Have a good day. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. 
I have one question and one question for you, Roz. Are you ready to lose? Stop <laughs> it. And now it's time for the game everybody loves to play. Yeah. It's like charades, but you make the noise of clues with your mouth. It's mouth charades. So get ready, get silly, and start to make those mouth charades. Very simple, simple game. Uh, Razamoka Original, by the way. This is your first time hearing mouth charades. Here is how we play. Uh, it's like just regular charades, only the clues are given with your mouth, with just your sounds. Damn it, Maury will be giving the clues. No pantomime, Maury. No using your hands for anything. Again, just sounds. And you've done so well, Roz. Stop it. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get the... Uh, Tally all set up here. Okay, we'll give you some time. We don't need to do that. It's okay. important. All right, so what you're going to hear is before uh, Dan Moore starts giving the clues, you're going to hear a ding to signify the start of the 20 seconds that Roz and I have to guess. Uh, and it's going to end with a double buzz. There's going to be pure silence in between. Right. And because Roz has lost last time, he goes first. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry. I'm you good. No, I'm good Roz, to go. When Roz lost the last time, stop the it. time before that, the just time before it. that, the just time before it. that. Just stop it. Just stop it. Okay. People don't remember this kind of stuff. Like they don't no, listen no, they to every do. second of the show. No, they do. No, yeah. they don't. It's they all don't over the, the podcast. No, it's and everything. Not. They don't know the records. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, damn it, Maury, please. I'm ready. Somebody choking. That indigestion. That, that is, that is, that is. Ah! Plane taking off. What was a that sounded like gunshots at the beginning? <laughs> That's why I said indigestion. Those bumps on the road, like the wheels go like over the, the bumps, like on the tarmac. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very safe airport. <laughs> <laughs> like when you do a plane sound, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a World War II plane in battle. <laughs> okay, next. So Mocha, your turn now. Uh, well, that's not a chicken. A goat. A lamb. Uh, oh, a whale. Yeah. Oh, ah! Shut up. Don't you know like whale calls? Yeah. I was doing whale yeah. calls. You know, because you did the waves. Yo, let me mark that down real quick. No. One for Mocha. First of all, that sounded like uh, a grandma ghost. <laughs> whale. Whale. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Next. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Roz word. Walking in snow. Yeah. Oh my god! Holy cow, dude! You right? got it! Wow! Wow! Oh my god! Wow! Remember this moment! Wow! Dude, you got you one. I'm coming back, man. Here we go. Next one. Okay. And go. <laughs> Oh my god. That is. Uh, oh, mouthwash! Mouthwash! I'm uh, uh, 
<laughs> what is that? That is uh, brushing your teeth. Yes. Oh, 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 oh Was it the up. brushing sound? Oh, no. It's when you did like the, the spitting out oh, yeah. sound. Up. Good for you. Yeah. Shut Hold up. on. Let me mark that down. 2-1 for Mocha. Next word. Walking in snow. <laughs> you already said that one. Oh. Um, what was that? Your tongue just came out of your mouth for like one real, like, it's uh, skinning a deer. Um, oh. It's frying an egg. <laughs> That's the sizzle. <laughs> that was just me laughing. <laughs> okay, next one. One more Here we go. Okay. Ready? And go. Wait. Wait. Hitting a baseball. Oh, home run. Yeah. Oh, oh. shut up. <laughs> shut up. I was trying to make the bat sound louder, but... You make that baseball sound like you have no tongue. Like you sound like... <laughs> like it's just fat lips <laughs> making each other. <laughs> okay, hold on, guys. In the game of mouse trades, let me tally up I'll the score. Uh, I did one, get two, one. I got three one. Three for me and one for Roz. So I am the winner. What was the word I got? It was skinning a deer, right? No, it was walking no. in oh, snow. walking in snow. <laughs> right, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's how you play mouse trades. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. It was uh, a crazy moon last night. And, you know, I had the perfect view of it from my couch. I was staring at it. And? Like from, I don't even know, like 8.30, 9 o'clock, everything yeah. at 10 o'clock. I had the perfect view. And did you see, like, was it a different color and stuff? No, I started watching Netflix, and then I just didn't oh. even bother looking. You know how long I was, like, so excited for this, what is it? The super-, super Blood Wolf Moon. Yeah. I was so excited. I even set a reminder on my phone. Yeah. To go check the window. And at the time that I looked, it just looked like a regular big, uh, super bright moon. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I didn't get any of the red kind of tinge oh. or the, the way I see yeah. it on Instagram yeah. from all these other photographers that I follow. And I'm so, like, what's up with that? So do you want to know why it's called a super blood wolf moon? Yes. Okay, so it's the, the super part of the name means uh, it's because the moon is unusually close to the, earth, uh, to the earth. It's the closest it actually can be to the earth. And Why, the, the earth is like too close, y'all. <laughs> back off. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. The blood part is because the moon may appear to be bright orange, gold, or even dark red shades. I didn't see any of that. As the moon travels deep into the Earth's shadow during the eclipse. And uh, then the uh, wolf uh, uh, part... Uh, too close. Is uh, the full wolf moon is what they call it uh, in, indigen- in indigenous culture. So you get the super blood wolf moon. Mm. And I was cold last night, man. It was freezing. I did step outside for like two seconds. I looked up at the sky, and yeah. it was not orange or red or anything like that. It was, it was not bloody. It was just like a regular full moon. Oh. And I was like, this ain't special. So you were out last night more, talking to people? I can only imagine who was out at 1030 last night in minus 35 weather, but okay. So what do you think so far? It's still white. It's pretty bright. I don't understand why it's so bright. <laughs> For the curvature of the earth. I don't know. I don't know if... Something, something's happening, it looks like. It looks like it's getting flat on the bottom or something. So how long are you going to wait? Well, as uh, long as my cigarette ends. Dude, the moon tonight, it's supposed to be red and a full eclipse. Yeah. 
It's red because the Patriots are red and blue and they just won eight straight. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Take a look at the moon. What do you think? Listen, man, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. You want to just stop and thank God for life, man. That's what's happening, man. Does it look super blood, wolf, moon? Nah, it doesn't look blood. It looks bright, it looks beautiful, but it doesn't look like a blood moon, man. It's supposed to be a blood moon tonight. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Mother nature, man. A woman is always in control, man. Let me ask you this. Where does a man on the moon go for a haircut? You tell me, man. Eclipse it. Ah, good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Look up. I know all that. It's exciting, yeah. isn't it? It's amazing. It, does it look bloody? I didn't think it was going to be bloody as much as uh, Eclipse, and uh, I thought it might have something to do with this bad weather. Let me ask you, you, do you what do you think of the super moon, the super blood wolf moon tonight? It's unbelievable. Your, your back is to it. Don't worry. You know what? Oh, wow. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, thank you. How are you? Good. What's going on? Not bad. Driving to work. Okay. How old are you, Tracy? I'm 25. 25, okay. So, Tracy, you wrote us simply this. Uh, Roz and Mocha FML, Fix My Life. Should I still be asking my parents permission to move out at 25? Oh, yeah. Have you had this conversation with your parents already? Um, well, I've been in the relationship for eight plus years, so it has come up. But every yeah. time it comes up, it's like uh, they change the subject or something comes up that it's like, oh, okay, they hear you say that. Why don't your parents want you to move? Is it like a cultural thing or what's going on in your house? Well, actually, um, they want to be 100% sure, obviously, like any parent, that it's the right guy, right time and everything. But I just don't think that for them, in, the, in their eyes, it's ever going to be the right time because of our culture and because of just, you know, wanting to hold on because my sibling has already moved out. What's the culture? Uh, I'm Middle Eastern. Okay. At, wait, but you've been dating this guy for eight years, you just said. Yep, eight plus years. And they've met him and they're okay with him. They're all bored. What else do they need out of that relationship and to see the two of you together to understand that you guys you know, want to move out and be on your own? What else do they need? Well, like, do they want him well, to propose to you or something? Um, no, it's actually, they don't want me to jump into anything. So for them, actually, he's told me when I was younger that he wants me to move in with the guy mm -hmm. before I get married. So this is why I'm confused as why it's such a um, taboo subject in our household where it's like, okay, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not time yet. So I'm asking why, how should I ask for it and why should I ask for it at 25 and why is it like this? You've already identified the problem and you, you said it at the beginning of our conversation and you said it in just so nonchalantly, but like I cringed when you said it, which was the reason you can't move out is because your parents want to make sure that it's the right time with the right guy. Mm -hmm. That's not their business. Yeah. It's but then hard. you also said later on that they've met him, they've spent time with him, and they like him, and then there's but no problem. But it doesn't problems, matter. Right? It, he could be a complete piece of garbage. So, like, nothing is, nothing is good enough for you to leave the house. Well, I, did not, I think, I think the personally, I just think that the problem started because in the beginning of the relationship, they didn't like it, whereas now they're okay with him. So I'm confused as why, if they like him now, why is it still a question? It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Yeah. They, have no, they have no control over your life in this way. You're a grown woman. What happens if you went home today after work and you 
looked at your parents in the face and said, listen, I'm moving out? Um, they wouldn't support me 100%, but they would. They, they wouldn't be They wouldn't be happy with it, Who obviously. Ca- okay. Who cares? Who cares? So are you, are you in a position right now where you can financially be okay on your own if you move out of your parents' house? Yes, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. This so make it happen. My question is, Roz has a daughter. So yeah. Roz, you have a daughter. Of course I do. Okay, it's a little different because you have a son. How would, if she came to you at 25 and you were still a little iffy, how would you want your daughter to ask you? But no, no, no. You're, 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 you are so deep into this world, hon. You are so deep into this world. I have, as a parent, the only thing that you can do is hope that you raise a kid who is compassionate, kind, intelligent, makes good choices when they can in life. Okay, that's it. If I am parenting a 25-year-old and still holding control over her life decisions and who she chooses to love and where she chooses to live at 25 years old, I've failed. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, I failed at that point. Not only have I failed a little, I failed a lot. That is a Mm -hmm. failure of a parent. It's Mm -hmm. It's not a supportive parent. It's not a protective parent. That is a parent who failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how would I bring this up to my dad? Tell him I fa- tell him he failed? Or how would I bring this up? You're yeah. a grown woman in love who teaches children for a living. You can make your own decisions. Yeah. And, and, that's, yeah. that's, and that's for him to understand. You don't have to explain it to him. Because uh, you shouldn't have to explain that to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah you sound true. like a great person. You're in a wonderful relationship from what you told us. You have a full-time job. You should yeah. be able to live. Like, this is the point in your life where you need to be on your own. Or you okay. need to move in with this guy that you love. Yeah. Start your yeah. own life, right? Like, how long are you going to be under your, your parents' roof living the life that they want for you and not living the life that you want for yourself? You're never going to be yeah. happy that way. Yeah, that's, that's very true. You guys right. make great points. Yeah, I sh- you know, if I bring it up the way you said it, maybe it'll bring him some, like, reality into the conversation. Yeah. Right. And instead of this, instead of saying, how long am I going to be under my parents' roof, every time you think about it, say, how long am I going to be under my father's foot? Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's true. All right, Tracy. All right. Thank you, guys. Oof. I right. love the show. Thank you so much. We're going to follow up and find out how everything went. All right. Sounds great. Jeez. All right. Take care, Tracy. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. All right. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Uh, listen, I was in the exact same position as a young lady that just called in. I have super traditional Spanish parents, whatever that means. Um, 24 years old. My girlfriend and I wanted to get engaged. We got engaged. My parents were against it. Uh, same situation. They didn't think I was responsible enough to move out on my own. Uh, immigrating to this country, I think they kind of put an umbrella over my brothers and I and my sister. Uh, I was the first one to move out. And long story short, they were so against the whole thing that they didn't even come to our wedding. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Are you still with your wife now? I've been married to my wife for 10 years now. So okay. it's probably the best decision I ever made in my life. Uh, we moved out, got our own place, bought a house. Same with her. I was saving money. And it's, I don't know what it is about the Spanish culture sometimes. Uh, I'm not trying to get controversial or anything, but, man, some of, some of these immigrant parents, I think they're just so so worried about our futures coming here and, uh, like, how they have sacrificed everything. And, yeah, I paid for my own bills, too, but they still hung that over my head about them having a roof over my head, right? I don't think people realize how manipulative parents can be. And, yeah, and, it's, and, it, and it starts when kids are very young. You know, kids are always yeah. seen as the ones who are manipulative, but parents can be extremely manipulative and it starts, yeah. it starts young. And for some households, 
that doesn't end. Like, it never ends. And then you get into a situation like the situation you're in. Yeah, you know, yep. or, the, or the situation that, uh, that, and it goes bad fast, and it but, goes, yeah, but it, but it never, it never no, ends. It took like almost, whew, I want to say, two years for that healing process to work. Yeah, but in the back of our minds and hearts, like my parents weren't at my wedding. Like hey, that yeah. forever will be instilled in the back of my head. What? What? What's your name? It's uh, Fernando. Thank you so much, brother. Have a great day. No problem. Take See care, guys. The Rosin Mocha Show podcast. This is the time of year where cuddling actually happens, and it's fun. You, this, so this is your one time of year where you cuddle? Because it's cold, right? <laughs> you don't cuddle all the time? I don't think people cuddle as much in the summer. Like, oh this gosh. is cuddle season. Because there's a reason to cuddle. Know. People, like, you want to keep each no, other warm. My wife and I cuddle, like, almost every night. Now, in the summer, yeah. I'll lie on Matthew and be like, it's hot, get off me. Oh, like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, even yeah, if you guys you, are, you, are, uh, are watching TV, you won't, like... Both lay on the couch. Not in and the summer. Spoon. Not in the summer. It's really? too hot. Too hot. Hmm. That's why now is glorious. We have uh, air conditioning. Because I don't mind cuddling in the summer. Because I have air conditioning. I'm not ca- allowed to turn it on. Oh, <laughs> the bills true. are too high. <laughs> wow. The rent is just too damn high. <laughs> no, because I find cuddling in the summer when people are like when Catherine and I are both wearing less clothes. Mm. I like that feeling because it's a lot of like skin touching skin. Yeah. As a, does, as don't a, you guys walk around naked all the time anyway? I don't, but they do. Because in the winter, it's like my hoodie against her robe. And then I yeah. start sweating more in the winter when we cuddle than when we do in the summer. Interesting. Yeah, because in the summer, it's like, it's just like, like skin on skin. You just keep peeling yeah. layers. Right? But the winter time, but in the it's winter, like you're cuddling for warmth. Tick fabric on tick fabric. Yeah, like you're cuddling for warmth in the winter. Like it's it's not a sensual thing in the winter when you're cuddling. You're cuddling. Yeah. No, but like there's, she a, purpose. Will, there's no, a purpose. I know, but here's what I get in the summer, right? In the summer, when I cuddle with Catherine, mm-hmm. she will sort of, you know, cruise up on me and, boy, you know, put her head on my shoulder, put her hand on my lap. In the winter, what I get is I sit on the couch and she sits on the edge of the couch and she jams her freezing cold feet under my ass. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's what you get in the winter when you yeah. cuddle. I, I don't mind. Fall cuddling. Can we say fall cuddling is the best cuddling? In spring, then. Okay, there we go. The Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, I want to talk about the tickle monster. Sorry, the whistle monster. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. <laughs> Man, I had big plans for this too. I was like, no, not today. I'm so ticklish. <laughs> no, the whistle monster. So last night during the Rams game. Yeah. Shut up, Maury. Don't laugh at me. You're such a jerk. You know like, what, though? Yeah. Side note, Tickle Monster has got to be a regular in your vocabulary okay. if it came out of your mouth okay. that easily. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> what, Maury? Say again? Can you introduce us to the Tickle Monster? No, I, no, no. Does it okay. come at you with both hands and all ten fingers? No, oh. it's, okay, there's a big thing going on here that I want to talk about. Yes, okay. Tickles. Stop it. No, the whistle monster from the football game yesterday. So everybody's watching this uh, this Saints game on television, and it sounded like in the stands somebody had a ref's whistle. So it was really confusing to people who were watching it on television because it sounded like every play was being stopped as soon as it started. So listen to this. Oh. here, and the Rams going to the, the quick snap. And the play action again, Goff just gets rid of it. 
Cup's getting as close to golf as he can to here. So they snap it fast. Pass is caught by Anderson. Third down coming up. Hold on. And how is that allowed? Okay, so fans started freaking out. Someone take the whistle away from that Saints fan. Annoying, somebody said. May I ask why the Saints fan with the whistle hasn't been ejected yet? But here's the thing, is that the guy, the whistle monster, his monster. Real, monster, his real name is Leroy Mitchell Jr., and he wears a giant whistle on his head. Okay. He's one of those guys that dresses up for a football game. I love it. But that's his natural whistle. Sorry, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a whistle in his mouth. That's his natural whistle. Hold on, He's like what? some sort of crazy whistling savant who has an ear-piercing natural whistle. So that's all lips and tongue. That's all. <laughs> Are we talking about the tickle monster again? <laughs> okay. No. Yes, it's all lips and tongue. Okay. That's the man's natural whistle. So I have two examples here okay. of his what he sounds like. These are people who are close to him recording him. Wait, right? that's not like a, a whistle no, whistle, like what the ref would that's use? That's the man's mouth. All right, that's impressive. Right? That's and he's at all their games. Like, this is yeah. guys, he's always there. He's a super fan. Yeah, he's a super fan. Can you, who can whistle the best out of you two? Ah, uh, uh, I think, I mean. Can you even whistle? Yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on here. I'm going to ask you again. Can you even whistle? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. It's, it's like a yes or no. I can. Try. Okay. Come on. It may be too loud. You for don't guys, know how though. to. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll back up a little. Back up. Okay, Hold ready? On. Yeah, I'll back up a little. Everyone, turn Hold the volume down yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. No problem. Okay. I'll back. Just up. in case. I'll back up. See? Is that loud. your best whistle? Loud, right? Try again. Oh, super loud, right? <laughs> Maury, can you whistle? Can I whistle? <laughs> you guys can't whistle. Come on, Maury. <laughs> now, nah, now nah, you're just blowing wind out of your lips. No, but sh- listen. Yeah. Why do you flap your arms when you whistle? Like a bird. <laughs> like a little baby you. bird. Whistle, not act like a bird. Can you do a whistle where you put your hands in your mouth, like your fingers in your mouth, and do one of those? That I cannot. Oh, the cab thing? Yeah, try that. Can you do it, Ross? I don't know. I used to be. Able to do it. Oh, almost. Hold on. Let me try. Let me try. I gotta wet my lips. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> no, no. Look this way. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Okay. Oh, hey, that was great. Right? Wow. Do it again. Let me see. Okay, but where does your tongue, where does your tongue go, Maury? No, I'm being serious. Teach me. Okay, you <laughs> fold. Okay, take your two fingers. Yes. Do, I do take, the fingers I take, touch? Okay, take two fingers oh. from each hand. Touch yeah. the touch the tips of your middle fingers. Uh-huh. Put them in your mouth. Uh-huh. Under your tongue. Uh-huh. And roll your tongue back. Uh-huh. Like this. Uh-huh. Right? Roll your tongue back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say to stick your fingers down in your throat. <laughs> Try one more time. Okay. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, so loud, right, guys? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. Who's this? It's Sonia. What's going on, Sonia? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good morning. Good. Okay, you wrote, Hey, Ron Zamoka, my name is Sonia. I don't have social media, so I can't even submit a question to you guys. I wanted to know, as someone who doesn't have social media anymore, do you feel like you just want to purge yourself from it? Just delete everything and go off the grid? People think I'm really weird for not having social media anymore, and I just want to know your thoughts. Wow. So why did you decide to get off social media? Um, I was kind of going through a weird time in my life, and I just felt like I kind of needed to hide from the world, and I mm. felt like who, what I was feeling wasn't what I was posting online. So mm. it was like a slow progression. I first deleted Facebook, well, first Twitter, then Facebook, and then finally Instagram. How old are you, Sonia? 26. I'll tell you, I have so much respect for somebody who has zero social media presence. I think it is so punk. There's nothing else that is the most rebellious thing that you can have now is zero social media footprint. Mm -hmm. It is. I, it hard. I find it so like I have so much admiration for somebody who can live like that. I'll tell you, I have a, a good friend of mine, a guy I work with at, uh, at ET Canada who is actually in charge of of all social media for mm -hmm. ET Canada. Yeah. He has never had his own social media. Really? Never. No Facebook. Nothing. No Twitter. Nothing. No Instagram. Nothing. Really? Nothing. Why? Do you say why? Doesn't want it. Has no need for it. But he's in charge of all social media. Wow. And he has no social media. That's wild. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. So how long has it been now, Sonia? Um, almost two years. Does it feel good? Yeah. It does. Um, sometimes I do miss the fun accounts, like the puppy accounts and the fitness accounts, <laughs> but I don't really care to look at people's lives anymore at all. So when I, you have your free time, as most of us right now, what we do is go to our phone and go to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. What are you spending that time doing i youtube a lot yeah oh, okay okay yeah yeah i mean youtube is social media but you don't post on youtube you don't have a youtube Nothing. okay yeah no. it's i i admire you i i don't think that you should i don't think that you should go back i think that it's a real freeing thing like i look at you like a free person like it's so I feel that way you, now. you should feel that way and i have so much admiration for you but what about fomo what about FOMO? Like, don't you have no, that? Let me tell doesn't, you, Maury. JOMO is the new FOMO. What's JOMO? The joy of missing out. I love it. <laughs> That's what it's all about right now. It's not about the fear of missing out. It's the there. joy of missing out. So what do your friends think about you not being on social media? Do they ask if you're ever going to get back on there? They do. They think it's weird. Mm. Everybody I meet thinks it's weird. And even if I meet somebody new, they'll be like, what's your Instagram? And I'll be like, yeah. well, I don't have it. Or do you have Facebook? I don't have it. I feel like when you when you have somebody on social media, um, when you first start to get to know them, you kind of judge their personality based on what they post. Of course they do. So it's so hard for them to gauge me as a person when they can't see the things that I'm posting. I, I, fully, I fully agree with you, and I wish I could. I really do. And, and if I didn't have to, because even with Instagram, I don't post that much yeah. on Instagram. It's not, it's not a huge part of my life. And I think you are, like, I'm, we're talking to you right now, and you are a sort of rare, free human being. And I think that more people should 
ditch it. I really do. I think that your life will be so much better for it. How do you sort of keep tabs on your friends or exes? You don't. You don't. You, you, call, don't. The, you call the people you're interested in. You can text them. You can take a picture and send it to, to Matthew. You just don't have to, to, to share it on a platform. I do feel like I've lost a lot of, I've lost a lot of friends. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah because you, you, you don't keep in touch with people in the same way anymore. And the people that you do keep in touch with are the ones that actually matter or that want to reach out to you and you reach out to them. It's not, I'm keeping in touch with you because, oh, I just found out you're engaged because you posted a picture of yeah. it. And it also changes your self-worth as well. You know, you no longer judge your life on how other people feel about it and the things that you've done. Yeah, but if you're on vacation, how do you know you had a good time if there's no likes? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sonia. All the best. Like, congratulations. Two years off of social media. Thank you, guys. I just want to say I love you so much. My mother and I listen to you all the time. It's been years and years. And between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Oh, and nice. between Roz and Mocha, who's your mother's favorite? Mocha. Oh. Is your mom on Instagram? No, she's not. No, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. A question for you. Hit me. Do you have cold weather undies? Do you have specific <sighs> undies that you put on? No, not for the winter. When it's colder out? Because I, no. I was wondering yesterday why I don't or why we don't. Because you have cold weather everything else. Yeah, I have cold weather socks. Yeah. Sweaters, I mean, do long scarves. Long, no, yeah, like long just, John's no, count. no, no. But that's just I, I look at long, like just specifically undies. Like there's no winter undies. Oh, I have my my more of uh, yeah, the softer no. ones that I wear in the winter time that are too warm for the summer. What do you mean softer? Like what? they're more of a this material. But you wear all boxers. You wear like thick ass shorts year round. What is that? I These can't even my, my see what that boxers. is. Feels it. Yeah, but that's that's not thick though. That's nice. That's but like thinner than the light ones. But those thin. But I'm saying you should have like. Why don't we have thick drawers? Like why don't we have thick underpants? I think it has a lot to do with like uh, sweat. I don't know. Like I, I'm no. I'm not an expert in what you should be wearing down there. First of all, and I'm not an expert in just, the I, I the, the like materials would get... that would keep you the warmest. Like I heard silk keeps you real warm. No, that's what I heard. Silk. That's slippery though. I know. What about I'm, leather. Leather? No. If it was warm for the animal. Leather underpants? Right? No, absolutely not. It, I think, they, I think would, they wore leather underpants back in the medieval days. Yeah. That, that would, I think that would be like sticky and stuff. Leather underpants. Yeah. yeah. Like it would just stick to your skin. Yeah, like maybe if I'm trying to win a contest or something, I'd wear leather underpants. But, but not at that for point, you're only wearing it for like a little bit. You're not wearing Thank it all you. day, all night. No. Like I used to wear the long johns. My dad would make me wear the long johns. Yeah, I, I always liked long johns. Like long johns were good, but sometimes like because you don't wear super tight jeans like I do. Like when you wear really, really yeah, tight jeans. jeans. For anybody who doesn't know, Roz's jeans are like as if every morning somebody shows up to his place and paints pants on him. How do you button them up? That tight. What do you mean? How do I button them up? Like when they're that like when tight, they're like a normal person. Well, no, it's do they fit first of all more. Like doing a button on a jeans is not a struggle for everyone. I have jeans that I can't wear. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody has that problem. But you don't have to go. <gasps> <laughs> Maury, every single morning before he goes, hey, okay, now pretend you just saw a ghost. <gasps> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. They sat the Backstreet Boys down. And had a talking <laughs> with them? Like, guys, oh, wow. give it up? <laughs> no, man, they're about to release a new record. 
No, I like the Backstreet Boys. And they asked them what their least favorite Backstreet Boys song was. Oh! Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got to pull up their... Uh... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me think. <sighs> Backstreet And it's Boys. not even which is their least favorite Backstreet Boys song, but they asked them which song they actually regretted recording. Okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I love this game. I love this game. Okay. Can you give me, because they have so many albums, right? Yeah, sure. And it's going to take forever. Yeah. Could you give me, like, an era? Because since, like, they released pretty much an album every year since, oh, like, 97. Oh, no, okay, no, uh, right out of the gate. The, so the okay, era right would be right out of the gate. So, 97. Yeah. All right, hold up, hold up. Oh, my God. Yeah, right out of the gate. <laughs> okay, so it's not going to be... Backstreet's back. It's not no. going to be every Monday. Uh, no. Oh, hell no. That's it's a, not going to be as on. long as you love me. No, it's, it's not, not going to be that. It's not a classic. Like, it's not. It's not going to be all All I have to give. That was a great song, by yeah. the way. Yo, did you know on 1997's Backstreet Boys album, they have a song on there called That's What She Said? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, that's not that's not the one. If you want to know, play the clip of the Backstreet Boys uh, individually going through which song they feel uh, should never have been recorded. My least favorite Backstreet Boys song. If you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. If you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. Probably if you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. That was horrible. Song should never have been recorded. It is the biggest piece of crap. You know why the fans love that song? Because Nick is singing the whole dang on thing. I don't really have a song that I don't like. Sound like How do I not remember that song? Okay, so go for it. You have the clip right there. If, if you, you want, want it, it, if you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. Ooh, great line. Terrible. This is from the era where even guys wanted to sound like Britney. Well, this is from that era where they but all came out at the exact same time. There was one way to sing, you know? There was there was a real way to sing, and, and then Britney sort of nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. And all the dudes even started singing like that. Like, it's really... God, that song's awful. That's terrible. That song is awful. <laughs> If you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Geraldine, what's going on? Oh, hi, Roz and Mocha. Hello, Geraldine. So you wrote us this. Uh, Razamoka FML Fix My Life. My boyfriend and I want to go on vacation together. We've never been on vacation by ourselves. I'm 24, and the main problem is my parents. They are very against the whole thing being by ourselves. 
They still treat me like a child. They always say as long as I'm living with them and I have to do what they say. I want to talk to my parents about it, but I don't know how to start the conversation or what to say. My boyfriend said he would talk to them, but I feel like they would be they would feel attacked. Help me. So, so Geraldine, how long have you yes. been dating your boyfriend for? Um, almost three years. Almost three years. Have your parents met him? Yes. Okay. Do they like yes, him? All time. I mean, like, yes, they really like him. I mean, he's been on vacation with us, like our whole family vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've never been alone, so we oh. want to go by ourselves. What is their problem? You're 24. What's what's their issue with you taking a vacation with the man that you have been with for three years? Um, I I don't know. I think they're just very traditional, and they're still in like the traditional ways. I mean, I try to also like sometimes rebel and like do what I want, but at times they're very controlling, and they sometimes are like, "No, you're not supposed to be doing that with your boyfriend." So it's been really annoying but how do they expect you to act as a 24 year old when you are in a relationship do they expect you not to spend time with this guy without them around do they expect you not to have sex like how do they see your life and your future with this guy not necessarily with this guy but like how you want to live your life i I just think that they uh, really don't think about it but i mean they do let me go um alone with him like i go to his house but sometimes they're like texting me at like 10 at night saying oh come home it's too late or like i don't know why you're hanging out at his house do you sleep over at his house no no that's totally against okay so what is what is what what kind of background are we dealing with here what's your background um i'm colombian okay so what is, is it a religious thing they want you to be married first i don't necessarily think that's it i think they're just I don't know. I just think they're very traditional, but, but I think that's but, what does that mean? That the way they were raised. Yeah, no. What is that? I, I just think that that's the way they were raised. So, but that's uh, but okay, but no, no. But what I guess what I'm getting at is, at what point will it be okay for you to do all of that? I. That's my question too, because it's like last year, my we had like an argument about it, my boyfriend and I. So then, about going on vacation together. So I'm like, okay, next year when I'm 24, but it's still the same. Thing. Like there's still no like we went on vacation this last summer and um, we all did and he had his own room and I had to room with my siblings because it was totally against me being his room. Okay, so hold on. Why are you still living there? Just because I want to save money eventually to when we do get married just to save up money so we can buy our own house instead of just moving out. And so- What would happen if you told your parents that you were going to move in with your boyfriend and his family? Um, I think at first they would be like very mad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they would still So basically you're trapped it. at home no matter what. I mean, I think that if I was to say like I'm going to move out, they'll be like, okay, well, like, are you sure? But I mean, eventually they'll let me so do it. So they would be okay with you moving out, but not be okay with you going on vacation for a week with your boyfriend. I mean, I think they'll like argue with me the same way that like, they would argue for me going on vacation. Yeah. But I mean, like, I always play like because my sister got married at 19 against her wishes. So I think they're also like scared of that. Okay, so a couple of, a couple of things here and we can just keep the answer short. Okay, I'm just going to fire off a bunch of things here. Do, have you given your parents any reason in the past for them to not trust your decisions? Um, I don't know. No. Have you had a conversation as a 24 year old adult, a serious conversation with your parents? about boundaries. No, I haven't. That's where you need to start. Okay. Okay. Boundaries need to be established. Now you are grown. You can make your own decisions, but you also have to be willing to accept the consequences for those decisions. 
okay? So if decisions that you make are going to damage the relationship with your parents, you need to be prepared for that. Yeah. But sometimes to establish those boundaries and to get your parents to look at you as an adult and not this sort of reflection of them as a child you have to have these conversations and you, you, you it, it, it's it's living under rule as opposed to living with your family for some reason and it doesn't seem to be religious or cultural or anything like that your parents don't trust you enough to make your own decisions and that's where the conversation needs to start okay it's not about the boyfriend and it's not about vacation. This is a much bigger thing, okay? You are, it's, it's sounding a lot like they're manipulating you into thinking that you can't make these decisions. When you're 24 and you go to your boyfriend's house and they're texting you at 10 saying you're out too late, that's a problem. If you have not yeah. given them reason in the past to question your decisions, if you haven't had problems with drugs, if you're, you know, with the law, with all of, with all of this stuff, if you're just a normal, smart 24-year-old woman, they should be okay with you making those decisions yourself, but they're not, and you need to get on this fast. Okay, yeah. I mean, I wanted to have a conversation with them tonight about the whole thing, so... Yeah. Yeah. Can, like it comes down to respect. You can respect them. They can respect you, but there needs to be boundaries. Also, do you pay your own bills at home? Yeah. You do pay your own bills. You pay for your own car? Yes. Yes. Okay. You pay for your own cell phone? Yes. Okay. Oh, dang, okay. So listen, you're, you're, in a, you're in a good place because all of that stuff, they can hold over you. Well, you're under our house and we pay your bills and we pay your car and we pay your phone and we pay your groceries. We pay all this stuff. So stop acting like a child. You want to be you want to be taken like a grown up, start acting like a grown up, but you already do all that. So now you just got to talk about yeah. boundaries because it sounds like your parents have some really jacked views. Okay, yeah. All right, Geraldine. Thank you. Love you guys. Roz and Mocha's fix my life only on Kiss. <laughs> God, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> I got a DM from Clint who says, "Hey, Roz and Mocha, I'm a big fan of the show." I have an awesome riddle for damn it, Maury. Oh, no. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. A cowboy entered the town I'm on already Friday. picturing the cowboy. <laughs> he stayed three days and left on Friday. How is this possible? Again? A cowboy entered the town on Friday. He stayed three days and left on Friday. How is this possible? He arrived on the Friday, mm -hmm. and he stayed three days. Correct him on dumb. And left on the Friday. Yeah. <gasps> the horse's name is three days. Excuse me? Like he what? rode into town yeah. and stayed on three days and left on Friday. The horse's name is three days. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. Jeez, oh, you really... <laughs> no. Here's my thing more, is that... I just blew my own mind. No, what? first of all, first, the wrong answer. No, first of all, Murray, the horse's name is Friday. The horse's name is not three days. Oh, you just gave it away? Yes, because, because you're wrong. You're wrong. No, but I, can I also not be? Or am I so right that your like head is spinning on a top? I'm actually thinking that that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, Clint continues in his note to us. Uh, hopefully, Maury can figure out that the horse's name is Friday. The world will be blown away. <laughs> we just got the answer wrong, though. No, but I also got it right. No, let me read it again. So A cowboy entered the town on Friday. He stayed three days and left on Friday. How is it possible? 
because Maury was saying that if the horse's name was Three Days, that he got to town on Friday, he stayed on Three Days, which is the horse, and then left on Friday. So he actually showed up and left on the same day. Meaning, but the horse's name is Friday. No, but meaning uh, but, I also the recreated name, a new riddle. But the horse's name is Three Days. <laughs> right. Boom! Boom! Okay, yeah, I guess that right. could work. <laughs> that could actually work. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Clint. <laughs> no, I can't allow this to happen. More, you got it wrong. Okay, the horse's name is not three days. I'm so right. No, nope. you're just so shocked that I'm smarter than the world. The horse's name was Friday. The horse's name was not three days. Or is it now? No. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. Oh, hi. Hi, what's your name? Vanessa. What's up, Vanessa? Hi there. Good morning. We love your show. Um, my son, Matthew, is eight years old, uh-huh. and he insists on putting... He's he's too shy to talk to you, although he loves you both. Okay. Um, he puts on the... He's asked Google Home to play you guys in the morning, and um, he wants to say... He thinks that the Ariana Grande song is bacon eggs at the end where she says thank you next he says it sounds like bacon eggs i don't know if you've ever heard this steak and eggs or bacon and bacon eggs, eggs. <laughs> bacon eggs bacon oh. eggs <laughs> <laughs> so does he sing that around the house a lot <laughs> yes he does oh okay and he doesn't believe me i'm speaking to Roz and Mocha. do you want to say hi no he's too shy he loves you guys but he's Try to say hi. Oh, I'm okay. Even can, you, can, you I, put it, can you put us on speakerphone for a second? I can. One second. Okay, and it's Matthew, right? Yes. Okay, Matthew, you don't have to talk to us because we get that, man. You just do you. Uh, but Mocha and I just wanted to tell you that at the end of the Ariana Grande song, uh, you are 100% correct. And I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and it says bacon eggs. <laughs> Your mom's wrong. <laughs> there you go, Matthew. So you can go to school today and tell everybody <laughs> that you know that Roz and Mocha are right. Yeah. Your mom's wrong. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. When it comes to tech and your personal information, everybody gets freaked out with what Google knows about you and what Facebook knows about you. Yeah. Uh, Things are much different in China because China, they run on a completely different sort of closed system, whether it's their social media, the apps they use, their whole lives basically run on one app. It's where you order your food, you do your banking, you get your car, you do everything else. What a great idea. It's one one app. Yeah. Uh, And your information isn't as precious there as it is here. And there's a new app in China that tells you if you're within 500 meters of someone in debt. (laughs) Hold on, what? Get out of here. Why would you want to know that? Why is that information available? (laughs) Because they have your credit score. Like everybody knows what you owe. Right? Yeah, so but it's still. By giving all citizens an identity number that will be linked to a permanent record, like a financial score. Everything from paying back loans to behavior on public transport will all be included. So this is an episode of Black Mirror, okay? Different cities and states have different versions of this at the moment that will all come together in one big giant database in order to keep track of everyone's everything, basically. So one aspect of this social credit system is this new app. They're trying it out in a northern province right now. 
And the app will alert people if they are within 500 meters of someone in debt. Oh, my God. That is crazy. But wait, you would have to have that app open or... Like, I guess your notification would be turned on. I assume on. people yeah. there have the app open all the time. That you have to, right? So that's the notification. The app's name translates to, in English, Map of Deadbeat Debtors. Oh, no! I can't go to China. <laughs> Come on. This, this is Black Mirror. This is black. Like this is Black Mirror. We are living in Black Mirror. Maury, as soon as you step off that plane in China, everybody in and around your area, their phones would be buzzing off, and it would just sound like this. <laughs> warning! But warning! What do you do warning. with that information if you're like, you know, it says so and so is in debt? Okay. I don't know, like maybe you don't sell them something or maybe, you know, th this then translates into if you try and get a reservation at a restaurant, they will start a hierarchy of the people who have the best debt who are most likely to pay the so bill on time. I literally can't do anything if I go to Japan. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, my God. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Razzie nominations came out this morning. Academy Award nominations come out tomorrow morning. Gotcha. Uh, this morning is the Razzie nominations. And these are these, the, uh, the anti-Academy Awards. Yeah, celebrating the worst in cinema. Of course. Worst picture, Gotti. That's that John Travolta movie. That didn't even make it to the theaters. Robin Hood, some movie called Winchester. I don't know what that is. Holmes and Watson, that was the John C. Riley. Will Ferrell movie. And Wait, did that come out already? It did, yeah. No. Yeah, and it died. Oh. Uh, and The Happy Time Murders. This is the that Dirty Muppets movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Muppets creator's son made it. Yeah. Uh, worst actress, Jennifer Garner and Peppermint. Bro, we just watched that movie on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think? Worst. Yeah. Uh, Amber Heard in London Fields, Melissa McCarthy in The Happy Time Murders, and Life of the Party. Helen Mirren in Winchester and Amanda Seyfried in The Clapper. Worst actor, Johnny Depp. His voice only in Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> Will Ferrell in Holmes and Watson. Travolta in Gotti. Uh, Donald Trump as himself in uh, Fahrenheit 11.9. And Bruce Willis in Death Wish. Supporting actor, Jamie Foxx in Robin Hood. Ludacris, his voice only in Snow Dogs or Show Dogs. <laughs> Joel McHale in Happy Time Murders. John C. Riley in Holmes and Watson. Oh, no. And Justice Smith in Jurassic World. Uh, worst supporting actress, Kellyanne Conway as herself in Fahrenheit 11.9. Uh, Melissa Gay Harden for Fifty Shades Freed. Kelly Preston for Gotti. J Jazz Sinclair for Slenderman. And uh, Melania Trump as herself in Fahrenheit 11.9. So those are your... So out of that list, Nominees. I feel like John C. Riley and Will Ferrell would be cool enough to show up to that show. I highly disagree. Really? Why? Because yeah, Will Ferrell in real life isn't like, he's not the Will Ferrell you see in Step Brothers. No? No, no. He's a, very, he's a fantastic performer. But I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would. Like but he's just been on... And just like kind of goof? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Thing? I don't know. I don't know if he would goof. Usually the people who do show up are the, are the least likely to show up. 
It's like when Halle Berry showed up, like nobody ever thought that Halle Berry was going to show up to the Razzies. Yeah. Like she's not a comic. She's not one of those people who could just go and Wait, riff. But who goes? Who goes to the Razzies? Nobody. Nobody. But it's every now and then. people, like press will go. But Will yeah. Ferrell, I'm with you on this, Roz. Like Will Ferrell takes, like he likes being funny, but he takes his craft very seriously. Very. And if you give him an award for being yeah. terrible, then that's an insult to him. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Because. So what Didn't time do you, Sandra Bullock, I think, also show I up one think year? Maybe. So Halle Berry, I know, showed up. Sandra Bullock accepted her yeah. uh Razzie oh. Award. For what? Like speed two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on here. Yeah. That's so, such a terrible movie. So here's the uh the list of people who have accepted their uh their their Razzie Award. Okay. Uh oh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Um I think they thought Tom Hanks. No, Tom, Tom Selleck. Hanks? Tom, oh, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Okay. Uh, Tom Green. Uh, ben Affleck. Halle Berry. Sandra Bullock. Uh, Jamie Dornan. Yeah. And uh, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. For in what? Tw- in for 2018. Like, for Baywatch, probably. Uh, yeah, for Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's yeah, why. I yeah. think like somebody like Will Ferrell yeah. or John C. Riley would show. Yeah. I don't think they could show separately because it's for that movie and it would be kind of a diss. So he did his video, like he posted a video saying that he accepts. Like some people do, oh, okay. do videos. Yeah. They just like well, you just like if you can't make it to an awards show to accept, sure. you hey, do the Sorry, I'm on tour right now. Exactly. Or I'm filming this new movie. And but Sandra Bullock was actually there. So was Halle Berry. Like she showed up at the podium was like, give me that award. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? I'm good. Everybody freaking out still over the um, Academy Award nominations yesterday. What are people freaking over? It's at this point where, well, first of all, the debate yesterday really turned into whether Black Panther was worthy of an Academy Award nomination. For Best Picture? For Best or Picture. Or just in general? For, for Best Picture. Okay. No, no, like, my God, the technical ones, of course. Yeah. And I'm always bummed when those Marvel movies aren't. Yeah. But whether it deserves for Best Picture, because the big headline was that it was the first comic book movie to get Best Picture, which somehow m- makes it seem that it's the best of all time. Which it's not. Which it's not, but that is the sort of spin. How else do you categorize the first comic book movie out of all the comic book movies to get nominated for Best Picture? And then also it got got seven nominations, so like, and a lot of them deserving. Costume is for one. I think that 100% give it costume because normally those categories go to some Elizabethan movie where it's, you know a Marie Antoinette type style with the big wigs and the big dresses and then they walk away with it and you're like, whoa, did you see what they did in Black Panther with costuming? Like, all that was created inside somebody's head with no reference. I agree. And then, you have to look at the category because years ago, they, if you remember, expanded the Best Picture category to include more movies. It was always five, but then people said the popular movies, movies like Black Panther, will never get a shot at being nominated for an Academy Award because it's all the stuffy sort of arty house movies that were were, fine. And so they expanded it to, to, for exactly this reason. So yeah. something like Black Panther could get nominated. I don't know. In my opinion, the greatest comic book movie that has ever been created is Infinity War. I'd highly disagree with you. Really? Yep. When you have all those characters, yep. all the CGI, the yep. story, 
Everything. Yep. Yeah. Because there is one movie that was nominated for more Academy Awards than Black Panther. Which is? The Dark Knight. Oh, I forgot about that one. The Dark Knight was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Because I'm just like, I'm a Marvel guy, right? But The Dark Knight came out in a time when there was only five films in the Best Picture category. Ooh. What would I rather? You know what? I actually would rather, if I had to pick between Infinity War and Dark Knight, I will always choose Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight was the, the only comic book movie that I can remember where an actor from the movie was nominated and won. When has that ever happened? So to say, after yesterday's oh, Academy Award time. nominations, the goat that oh, man. looking at Black Panther sitting in the with seven nominations and one of them is Best Picture, to somehow perceive that as being the best comic book movie of all time, you got to look back because it's not just comparing it to the Marvel movies or this I sort know, of new I wave know. superhero movies. You got to go thinking of you got to go back to Dark Knight. Or Batman Returns. Just kidding. <laughs> Remember the whole Mr. Freeze? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, that was the worst! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hi there. Hi, who's this? It's Suzanne and Suzanne. my two boys, Brayden and Finian. Wow. Suzanne, Brayden, and... Brayden and Finian. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Brady and Finian. So what's going I on? So we're on our way in a month on a 23-day Disney trip. Oh, so my God. Okay. Yeah, we're going uh, to do five days at Disney, <laughs> then we're taking a 14-night Disney cruise through the Panama Canal. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And we are going to Disneyland three days later. Wait, so where do you start? You start in... Orlando. In yeah. Orlando, Florida. Then you do the Disney cruise, and you end up where? Back at Disney. San Diego. Oh and then we're God. taking a... Oh, my God. ...to Disney, yeah. So you're going from Disney to Disney. Basically, yeah. On Disney. On Disney. On Disney. <laughs> and how old, how old are your kids? Um, I'm taking my boys, who's 10 and 12. Oh, my God. Have you ever done one of those Disney cruises before? This will be my 10th one. 10! Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. So, I obviously, it's worth it then. Oh, yeah. How old were your kids when you first started going? Okay, the best time to go is when your child is toilet trained because uh-huh. then you and your significant other get a lot of time to yourselves, which is great because they have an adult area that's all adult. So it's not all kids stuff all the time. Yeah. I actually took my boyfriend in May. It was just me and him. We didn't even take the kids. You and went to Disney it. with your boyfriend? I went to Disney cruise with my boyfriend. Oh, my God. Now, wow. are, you, are you one of these people that has, like, a lot of Disney stuff in your house as an adult? Like, you got a Mickey around somewhere? Nope. No? Okay. We, we have Disney vacation. Oh, I have a Disney purse. My kids are actually pointing at it right now. But um, <laughs> Okay, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have one thing, yes. One thing. Um, yeah, no, we, but we have Disney vacation points. I actually have a severely disabled daughter at 22, and my dad bought me a timeshare at Disney because it was accessible for her. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we could take her swimming, and she could do stuff on the rides and stuff. So we, it just, we still have it, so we use it every year. Wow. wow. So you are like Disney's ultimate, ultimate fan. Yeah, yeah. And customer. That's great, though. My friend Mike and his wife, they go to Disney every single year. Mm -hmm. Even This was like even before they they had kids, when they were like newlyweds. Because I guess a tradition with her family was every single year since she was a kid, she would take a trip to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And when they started dating, he thought it was like a real nice thing and didn't want that tradition with her family to end. So he continued it with her. And they do it now every single year with their kids. I couldn't imagine. There's a lot of people that go with no kids. We've actually decided to take Maury with us. Maury? 
Well, yeah, we are. We have to do something for school, and I mentioned to my kids that why don't we do a flat Stanley, which is a little paper doll you take around and you take photographs, and then you explain it where where you are. And we the boys didn't want to do flat Stanley because they said it was too childish. So we were listening to the Roz and Mocha show, and suddenly one of the boys said, "Let's take Maury." So we've made a flat Stanley, which is a flat Maury, which we are taking on our cruise with us through Disney from day one to day 23. You made a Maury doll? We made a Maury doll. It's on Instagram. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, what's the Instagram? Let me, I'm going to look this up right now. What's the Instagram account? I believe it's flat Maury, flat damn it Maury Travels. No, you made him his own Instagram. I thought it was like on yours. Okay, hold on. Well, no, it's on mine, but you can get on it that way too. damn it Maury, what? Travels. Travels. Maury's like half flat like my stomach. Is that the flat part? <laughs> oh, oh my he, God. He has, one dimension. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, look at this. Is it legit? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh my God. Everybody listening right now, please go to Instagram, type in flat damn it Maury Travels, hit follow. And we'll be able to follow over the next 23 days. <laughs> he has an entire suitcase so far full of clothing with different clothes. We have snorkeling gear. We have a pirate costume. A pirate we have costume. There's one. He's in a Mickey outfit right now. Oh, there's no, one picture good. here that uh, it's a yellow shirt. And written on the front, it says swim, sun, and sand. <laughs> You should get him one that just reads dudes, dudes, and dudes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. And please make sure you tag us in all of that stuff that you do on vacation, okay? Thanks. All right, love. Take care. Have all a great right. trip. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, quickly, uh, Soldier Boy is accusing, because last week he accused Drake of stealing his what? His flow? Yeah. What does that mean, steal somebody's flow? Uh, word for word, steal lines from his songs. Or the way he sings it. Or is the it, is way it, he sings it. Is that what the flow is? Yeah. The Does way anybody remember who Soldier Boy is? No. Like he had like a, a handful of popular songs. His probably biggest was from, I, God, it was way early, 05 maybe, called Crank That. Uh, no. Actually, 2008, I believe that's wow. Yeah, so, no, I don't remember him. Oh, okay. I mean, I know the name, but I don't. I don't remember that song. So this is the song that he claims Drake. He said he gave Drake his whole style. Okay. He was like Drake o- owes his career to me because of what Drake did in his song "Miss Me." I said, "Tell me." What's really going on? Drizzy back up in this thing. I'm ready. What's happening? Okay, so Soldier Boy had a Jesus. song called What's Happening? Okay. Like, tell me what's really going on. Soldier Boy up in this thing. I'm ready. What's happening? All right. Okay. So what? He but To me, that doesn't sound like Drake ripped him off. It sounds like he's like paying homage. Yeah. He's just usually. And like, listen, man, when you're. Artists do that all the time. Okay. All the time. So what's he, what's his beef with Ariana Grande? He thinks now, she stole from him? Yeah, he says uh-huh. that her new song, Seven Rings, yeah. takes from one of his songs called Pretty Boy Swag. So this is Ariana Grande, Seven Rings. I wanna sing.
this is Soldier Boy with Pretty Boy Swag. This right here is my swag. All the girls are on me swag. Everybody pay attention. This, this right here is my pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag. Oh my God. Anyway, that's on Um. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's an awful song. Oh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> That's terrible, that song. Yeah. So That's really bad. So he wants kudos from Ariana oh, Grande you, now. You can have for it. <laughs> stealing that song. On a song. Who would steal awful. from that song? I know. It sounds like dumb, right? Ariana Grande and her people. Shut up, Soldier Boy. <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show Podcast. I'm reading this. Skin can freeze in as little as 10 minutes. That's crazy fast, man. Yeah, man. And bring a tissue, because there's nothing worse than frozen boogers, boogers. hanging from your yeah, nose. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I will say, since I've been growing out my beard, because yeah. I haven't shaved since, I think it was September. Oh, Uh-oh. good for you. Right? Yeah. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see what happens when, I like, it. like maybe in the spring, yeah. I'll make a decision. Or summer. But I've well, you're not going to get rid of it entirely. No, 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 no. Oh. Like, I'll trim it way down again. Oh, okay, yeah. But I, I've never grown a thick-ass beard the way yeah, looks, I have been now. I think you look good, man. Oh, thank you. Does babe. your wife like it? She? Bro, yeah. let me tell you. Tell me. What time is it? Is she listening? No. Maybe. The other night, yeah. she put her hand, like, through my beard yeah. and, like, grabbed it. Yeah. She's like, Oof. ooh, I like this. Yes, and I was insane. like... Yeah, I'm saying. So right? anyway, what I was trying to get at is that yesterday when we were, I was spending some time outside, just like shoveling and and uh, snow blowing the getting rid of all the snow and stuff. And within the first couple of minutes, all like my mustache yeah. and beard, so my entire face was all frozen. Yeah, just from Sweat breathing, and boogers and breathing and everything. Yeah, it was the worst. Crazy. I have never put my hand through beard hair. Really, never. Not it. Because I've never been. <sighs> not it. You're not touching my face with those fingers. Uh-uh. No, it has to be you. No, yeah. I no, called because not you can't. My, my beard's too short. Don't care. You can't actually you do that. You told a story about how Jenna did it, so it has to be you. Here's what I know about yeah. your hands, damn it, Maury. First of all, <laughs> they're greasy as hell. Second of all, I don't know where they've Look, been. Wiping my hands on my pants or, right now. I don't know where those pants have been. <laughs> These are brand new clean. <laughs> These are brand, brand new, new clean. clean. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because you do have a beard. Like you, when you put your fingers through your beard, like your finger gets lost in the bottom yeah, of your when beard. My ki- okay, like when I'm, my- I'm really, I'm really tight. Like I don't have. You can't put your fingers through when my, my kid, beard. If I'm holding my kid, and if he gets like real frustrated, yeah, and I pick him up to take to him away from from whatever, he gets so frustrated he grabs my beard hair. And he yanks. Right. Okay. So, more you've right never, you. more you've never run your I fingers through a man's beard. I don't understand how this happened beard. when, like, I'm I don't. The one my beard's not long it. enough. My beard's not long enough. You have an actual. You hands. have a long beard. I would like to, you know, be able to participate in stuff like this, but my beard's not long enough. Your beard is much more strong than mine is. Okay. Okay. So you've never. Why are you wiping your greasy hand on my shirt? <laughs> put it in your face. Oh, I swung up. Okay. Don't. No. 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 There's no. no come on. This is a loving family. Okay. Okay, so go ahead. So uh, you describe how it feels, Milka, please. Wait, let me smell your hands. Yeah. Mm, let me smell the other hand. Ah, oh, okay. No, no, yeah, that hand, that hand. 
choose, choose this one. This one's okay. Ready? What did you do with that hand? I'm putting it in my hand. Yo, in my his left hand reeks, dude. <laughs> it reeks. All right, go. Okay. Kind of like petting a horse. Horse? Because it's like, softer than a horse. No, it's thick hair. It is. Like it's what are you not doing? like cat hair. Bro, you never grabbed a man's beard before? No. You go like this. Like Oh, like like g- right g- in g- there? Like, oh, not like that. <laughs> God. Wow. Like, <laughs> it's like straw. <laughs> it's like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a horse's mane. Yeah. Does it feel good at all, Mocha? Not when Maury does it. No. Like, Get away from me, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What's up, you dorks? Last night, you not believe this. What? Matthew had to sleep with a scarf and a winter hat. Like a toque? In the bed with covers on top. Wow. Really? What does he wear to bed? Pajamas? Or does he like shorts and no shirt? Why do I not know the answer to this? You know what your husband wears to bed? Other than a scarf oh, and right now, it's uh, a t-shirt and uh, pajama bottoms. So full clothes. Yeah, and They're- then a full big winter scarf, like thicker than like your fashion scarf. Yes. Yeah. And a winter hat with the fur that covers your ears. Oh, like a uh, really? Like he's sleeping like outside? A, like a, a what do you call it? A, a KGB agent. Yeah, the baklava. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, that's not what it's called. Um, uh, I would love it if he went to bed with a scarf and a toque and nothing else. That <laughs> would be Matthew awesome. you ever sleep naked? No. Never? Oh, no, because he doesn't like the bacteria from your skin to get on the on the fabric of the sheets. Right. You guys wash your sheets? Yeah. It doesn't but it matter. Doesn't, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you ever sleep naked when he's fully clothed? A thousand percent. Yeah? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you get yelled at for it? All the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine. But like, on a night where it feels like, you know, for example, last night, it felt like minus 35 outside, yeah. right? Like the two of you wouldn't get into bed and just like cuddle up close to to keep warm? No, I go to bed way before he does. Like he goes to bed at like two right. o'clock in the morning. So I'm sound asleep by that point. I went to oh, bed at like okay. nine. And he walks into bed, sees you naked, and just goes, ugh. <laughs> so like he judges you while you're sleeping. Well, no, if I'm breathing, he'll hit me going, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> Mari, you're breathing too loud. <laughs> God, I, you know, how do you, you can't get in trouble for stuff you do when you're asleep, man. I'm a real, like, that really bothers me when people are in those types of relationships. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's really not. Even for like talking in your sleep? Even talking in your sleep. Like if Maury starts hollering out other dudes' names? Yeah. That's one of my biggest fears. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have no control over that. (laughs) Like, do you go to bed at night and just try and clear all the names and all the Instagrams that you've been creeping all day long? Yes, I control and delete my brain. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I don't know when you're going to learn, Roz. Don't answer my phone? No, I still get it. I get excited when the phone rings. I really do. I still do. I don't care who it is. I still answer. I answer all those unknown numbers. No, you don't. Yes, I do. The scams? Yeah. And you know, I still, every time I, and I don't even get mad anymore. Like when I answer my phone and I'm like, hey, and all I hear is, You've just won a cruise. I know it's bogus and I hang up, but I don't get mad. <laughs> You're not like, hmm, 
No. I'd like to hear more. No, even the Chinese lady that probably tells me that I'm in real big trouble. Yeah. I don't get mad at her either. Well, she does have a pleasant voice. Right, yeah. We've all received the phone yeah. call. It I'm sounds fine nice. I'm and fine you're very curious. So I even answer when Damon Mori calls, which I know I shouldn't because he's always trolling. And always recording. And then he sends me the recording. And he always walks in here in the morning and he'll say to me, <laughs> Did you hear the phone call that I recorded with Ross last night? <laughs> and he says it just like that. Uh, I'm like, Yes, more I heard it. He's such a creeper. <laughs> uh, but this time, when David Mori called you last night, Roz, yeah. he had a great idea um, that he wanted to pitch. Yeah. Yo. Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Are you warm and cozy? No, it's freezing. Are you indoors? Yeah, I just got out. I have an idea that will warm your heart. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Because you know I'm always out to make a little extra money, right? So I'm thinking you could hire me to shovel your driveway. Just be better with your money. You make plenty of money. Dude, we pay you well. Yeah, but I could make more by shoveling your driveway. I already shoveled my driveway. I shovel my driveway. That's my driveway. I know, but wouldn't you rather somebody like me do it and you pay me? No, no, I don't want you here. No, but you could stay indoors, give me the shovel or whatever utensils, and I could go outside and shovel it for you for like... What, what? Like a spoon? <laughs> what do you use? Have you ever shoveled a driveway before? Never, my entire life. Never. How have you made it to 40 and never shoveled the driveway? I've never owned a driveway. But it doesn't matter. I live in places where other people do it. Oh, God. Okay. Like you, you live in a place where other people do it. Like what, 50 bucks? 50 bucks. He's crazy. What's the race? crazy. No, I don't want you. Don't. Don't do this. I don't want you here. I don't want you to shovel the driveway. I don't need you to do any of that stuff. I have an idea. I, you I won't really even don't. know. I'll just invoice you. Yeah. You okay. won't even uh, see me. I'll leave it on the door. That's so weird. Stop. You could just bring, like, leave a hot chocolate on the stoop. That's so No, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Look, even my family just got home. They think you're crazy. Be, uh, crazy Mar with Mar a good idea. You can shovel the driveway for $50. Exactly. I heard you. that. Great idea. Great okay, idea. Yeah. Right? I gotta go. I gotta go. My family's home. So, thanks, Maury, by the way, for almost ruining my entire life because Catherine and Roxy weren't home. Catherine walked through the door just as I was running out of the living room with the phone to my ear going, no, stop doing this. I don't want you at my house. Oh! So she thinks I'm having an affair. Oh! <laughs> right? So afterwards, I have to then explain Lori's oh, giant no! idea to Catherine. Oh, no! <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, you there? I'm right here. So, uh, Lewis, you wrote us this. My question is, what are you guys willing to do to pursue your dream? How far are you willing to travel? Would you leave everyone you know and love back in Toronto? I've always wanted to work in a mine. I packed my stuff in a car, traveled for three days, and moved to British Columbia. It's hard being on my own in a very tiny town. After finding someone I fell in love with in Toronto one week before I had to leave. Damn, bro. <laughs> That's right. That is crazy. So your dream was to work in a mine. 
Yeah, I've, I've called you guys before, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but I'm a heavy equipment operator. So you packed up everything, left your entire life, and then moved out to BC to pursue your dream job, which other people have done in the past. Right. Uh, but before you before you left, you found somebody and fell in love in a week. Is that the deal? Yeah. Before I left to come here, uh, we met a couple times, and a week before I came. We spent every single day together packing my stuff, um, planning the trip, where am I going to stay on, on those three days. He booked every single hotel along the way just so I could stay and spend the night. Like I, had, I didn't have to do anything. He did everything for me. So are you guys like able to travel back and forth to see each other at all? Well, I actually have been here since September. Oh, okay. And uh, we've been communicating Every single day since then, I've traveled just to see him over Christmas. And now we have a, um, another day in February that we're going to meet up in Vancouver just to catch up and, and see how things are. Um, but that's another week that we're going to be spending together. So what are you hoping for? Are you looking for us to tell you to quit your job and move back to Toronto and follow your heart? Or what do you, what do you need help with today? I, I don't know if I made the right decision. Well, one of the reasons is because I found him and I really, really like the guy and i love the guy yeah. but also you know toronto is a humongous city and i moved to a town of two thousand people one team hortons one a and w um i have no cell phone signal here i have no friends i have no family here yeah. i'm just me me living in the wilderness right now but you uh, love what you do for a living though right it's been really, really hard, but yes, I'm trying. Um, I'm now. I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really, really rough, and so, I was not expecting that. Is your end game? Is your plan to to stay out there, or are you using this to get more experience so then you can move somewhere else to do what you're doing now? I think I think it's for the experience and just to say, you know what, I I can do things on my own. Mm-hmm in a completely new new environment but i think my end game is to go back to toronto or go closer to my family and my friends again yeah, yeah. i would say that you know for the most part i'm a big believer in jumping yeah. and I will always support somebody who makes a grand gesture to themselves and they just take a leap and they just jump. And who knows if it's going to work out? Nothing has to be perfect. And you will right. go from a city like Toronto to living in a town of 2,000 people with one Tim Hortons and one burger place. You know, that's a jump. And you made that jump. Now, if it doesn't have to work out. And we always feel bad when we make these decisions, these monumental life-changing decisions where we feel that because it required so much effort that we have to see them through through, you know, and we have to, right. you, you know, you, you have to sort of stick by it because of how other people may look at you. You don't, you can leave anytime you want. Mm -hmm. You're free to do whatever you, you, you want to do and jump again. And if now you want to follow your heart as opposed to your passion, make that jump, man. And just keep jumping until you land in a spot that you feel gives you purpose. Wow. I, I guess you're right on that point. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, I, I, I'm not a big believer in, you know, having your job define you and doing a shaking up your entire life and sacrificing so much for work. It's, it's a, it's a, the, the end game on that is you, you, you feel like a loser Yeah, and you want to find, you want to find purpose. You want to find perspective and, you know, 
I would say the most important thing in life is to just find somebody who you can make laugh and they make you laugh and on all the right days when you need a hug and you need a laugh. And those are the, the sort of things that you're going to carry through through life. I'm not saying ditch everything for love because, uh, again, that's a sucker move most times. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. just keep jumping, man. Keep jumping. You're not stuck. Lewis, if it makes you feel any better, similar to what you did to pursue your dream, at one point in my life, I left Toronto all my family, friends, like every single person I knew, because that was the city I grew mm-hmm. up in, right? And I left everybody, right. and I moved out. It was the first time I ever moved out of my parents' place, too. And I moved to Calgary to go work for a radio station out there. And I was there right. literally by myself for about a year. But I had to make that jump. Now, different situation, because I wasn't in a relationship at the time like you are right now. Uh, but I right. made that leap. I was terrified, but I still... I knew it's what I, I had to do to work on my craft, to work on uh, what it is that I just love so much with the hopes of coming back to, making my way back to, to home, back to Toronto. And it all worked out in the end. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate the, the, the support, guys. And I really, really needed those words of encouragement. All right, Louis. Thanks so much, bro. You guys have a good day. Stay warm in that cold. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Ah, feels good to be here. It sure does. Uh, what's the date today? Today is uh, January 22nd. Today is... I don't do birthdays today. Uh, celebration of Life Day. Uh-huh. This day encourages oh, nice. older people to take a step back and truly appreciate their grandchildren and children. I like that day. Sure. Uh, it's Hot Sauce Day. Oh, oh, hot it's sauce. also uh, National Brownie Day. Mm. Maury, I swear to God, it would be so great if you had a brownie and hot sauce today. I have a brownie. Shut up. I have a brownie. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Is that from your lunch? Like you're going to eat a brownie I today? I a brownie. Do you have hot sauce too? I have hot sauce in my bag. What are you, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> brownie? Yeah. No, hot you sauce. don't. <laughs> Why do you have hot sauce? I, in- you, I don't think that you're a hot sauce kind of guy. Uh, well, it was on the shopping list of things for me to get today, so. Oh my God. Have you ever had, okay, so what kind of brownie is that first of all? It is a, it says brownies. Oh, brownies, okay. brownies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait a minute. It's hold like on. when I was a kid and we didn't have a lot of money, and uh, my my mom would buy chips, and the brand name on it was just chips. <laughs> it, was, it, just, it came in a big giant clear garbage bag that they kept in a box yeah. in the pantry, and used to just go in with a bowl and just open the bag and just scoop right out of it with a bowl. <laughs> Someone takes a bite and they're like, "What is that? <laughs> chips? Chips? <laughs> just chips? Duh." Uh, wait, so, I have a question. Yeah. You're not going to take the hot sauce and put it on top of the brownie, are you? Yes. I have no idea. What did you want me to do? Yes, you I would like you to do that. Okay. Really? And if we have an old person, bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> I see one sitting across from me right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's talking about you, not me. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thanks. Uh, All right. Explaining the jokes. <laughs> what? What kind of hot sauce did you buy? Click. Click. All right. Okay, so throw some hot sauce on there. Well, we're celebrating today. If you want to celebrate as well with us at home, yeah. uh, it's very simple. You just take a brownie and put hot sauce on it, and then you too will be able to celebrate hot sauce and brownie day. Okay, that Maury, hold on. Disgusting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It smells like hot chocolate. Okay, more. Go ahead. Okay. That looks, oh my God, that looks so disgusting. You can't tell somebody something looks disgusting when they're about to eat it. Bro, why do you chew so loud? Woohoo! 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 Digging it in my tongue! 
Why are you taking a second bite? You didn't tell me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> After that first reaction, I thought you'd for sure want to stop. No! Also, you swallowed that first bite. Oh! I'm not the boss of you. I don't tell you when to stop. You tell you when to stop. Oh! And it's gross. Hot, gross, hot, gross. <laughs> what does chocolate and hot sauce taste like? Feet. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, there you go. It's uh, National Hot Sauce Day and National uh, Brownie Day. And according to Dammit Moore, the combination of the two, again, tastes like... <laughs> I took a third bite, feet. Uh, enough said. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, question for you. Let me go through the story, and then if you, Mocha, have a comment, or Maury, or more importantly, anybody listening... There's a woman who uh, is in England. She thought that her boyfriend was cheating on her. Yeah. He was cheating on her. To get revenge, she wound up selling his prize Xbox (gasps) that he loved so much for $4. (laughs) (laughs) Bollocks. Oh, no. So she sold his Xbox for $4. And so the question is, If for some reason it all went to hell. Yeah. And you wanted to make your point. Her point was, I'm going to take your $300 Xbox and sell it to somebody for four bucks. What is the thing that your partner loves so much that you would sell for $4 just to hurt them? Probably my wife's. Dyson hairdryer. Oh, oh, good one. <laughs> and those things, right? those things are worth more than an Xbox. Yeah. And they're great. I've used it before. They're fantastic. Are you kidding me? They are really good. Yeah. So that's yours. So you would sell... I would your- sell Jenna's <sighs> Dyson hairdryer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, w- I think I would take one of Catherine's cameras and sell it for $4. Yeah. <laughs> I would sell Ma- all of Matthew's Mariah Carey CDs. Oh, oh all of them for four bucks. Oh, ha- take them. Not even for what? Four bucks for the lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh. a Mariah lot. It's like at, a, at, at an auction. Shake it off. Yeah. Oh, and, and I'm not big on revenge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not big on revenge or anything like that. But, oh, jeez. But two uh, wrongs don't make a right, though, right? Yeah. She said that she's. Yeah, they make four bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said that she's going to use that $4 to buy a new kitchen knife because she needs a new one because she used the old one to also slash his tires. Oh! <laughs> oh, no! Lisa from Barry just texted us and said his 19-inch... Uh, fi- 19-foot, sorry, fishing boat. Oh. Along with all the electronics and all the rods. Come on, you can't sell a fishing <laughs> boat for $4. Somebody else texted and said, his Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> were, listen, listen. Yeah. I saw my boyfriend's Pokemon card collection. <laughs> Come on. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I got some good texts to read to you, Roz. Oh, good. Uh, if you're just joining us, here's what happened. To a woman in the UK who found out that her boyfriend was cheating. So she sold his, in a a state of revenge, her boyfriend was cheating. She took his prized possession, which was his Xbox, and sold his Xbox 
for $4. She also threw in his $60 headset and a few hundred dollars worth of games. But to just hammer her point home, she sold the man's Xbox for $4. So the question was, if it all came, if it all went to hell and you found out you're being cheated on, what is the thing that you would take of your partner and sell it for $4 just to hurt them? Uh, somebody wrote and said, I'd sell the dog or her phone. Oh, jeez, that's four savage. Four um, somebody else, uh, Jen in Waterdown said, my boyfriend's $6,000 mountain bike. <laughs> well, first of all, you boys got a $6,000 mountain bike. That's impressive. Holy, Priority somebody else zone. said, uh, the wine collection. Oh no, for four bucks. Oh, come on now. Hey, kiss, it's Raza Mocha. In my opinion, I would even sell anything. I think you should be the bigger person to walk oh, away. Oh, stop um, it. If you're not going to play along, they don't call in. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Hi, it's Ronzamoka. What would you sell? I would sell his Harley. Oh, you're wicked. For four bucks, I, huh? I would, just, I would just let him keep the helmet just for a souvenir. Oh. <laughs> but, other, okay, but right now, we have to establish, right now, everything in your marriage is fine, right? Yeah, everything is fine. Everything's but great, but you, but you know exactly him. what you would do if it came down oh. to revenge time. A hundred percent. Wow. Wait, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Christina. Christina. This is not the first time you've thought of this, right? No, no. He knows. So, oh. I, <laughs> he's, he's going to think, not about losing half the house. He's going to think about losing that Harley. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Thank you, Christina. No problem. Bye. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Raza Mocha. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to say uh, what I would tell. Yeah. I would tell her fake hair extensions. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's savage. Oh, but no. Okay, but you sound like you're already angry at them. Yeah, because it just happened. So you, you guys got my head going. Oh. You, you just found out that your girl's cheating? You got it. Oh, oh no. no. Okay. How long had you guys been together? Uh, two years. When did you find out that she was cheating? Over the holidays. Do oh. you know the person she was cheating with? No, I just saw it on Tinder. You saw it on Tinder? Yeah, she was on Tinder. My friend said, hey, this is this your girl? I said, yeah. So how long had she been cheating? Like, how long was she with this next guy? Or was it like a one-time hookup? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I just, once you do it, you're out. Like, I don't deal with that. Yeah. How did you approach the situation? Did you bring up the Tinder account? I got him to screenshot me the picture, and I said, is this you? And then that was it. Like, you just know. Got caught. What'd she say? Nothing. She, well, I mean, she tried to defend herself, but at that point, there's nothing really you can say with your profile, your name, and your age on there, right? Did so. you guys meet on Tinder? No, no, no. No, you didn't. Right? Did wow. you know that she had Tinder? No. Damn. Man, that's like Tinder's the. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. So, what are you going to do now? Like, hook up with her sister or something? <laughs> no, I'm going to sell her extensions for $4. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. S- send me the link. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> Thanks, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Damn it, Maureen and his husband, damn it, Matthew. We love their relationship, the dammits. <laughs> the arguing, the fighting, the bickering, the yeah. love. There's so much love. Yeah. It's okay to fight as long as you make up. Have you guys made up yet over this? Oh, yeah. Yeah? All right. They were in the kitchen, and Matthew wanted to make poached eggs. And Maury secretly recorded the conversation because Matthew was getting frustrated with Maury because Maury wanted to help out, as he always he, does. He doesn't trust Maury to do anything. No. At <laughs> all. Okay. Yeah, Maury's shaking his head. Yep, you got that right. <laughs> and here's what happened. No, because you're going to ruin eggs. I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm These not going to ruin Then get me the regular eggs for trying poached. Oh, my God. You're not... Dude, I'm not starting my year off like this. <laughs> I swear, Maury, you better not mess with me. 
So we have to let it simmer. Do I pour the this? No, don't you dare. <laughs> Why are you pushing me away? I don't like people in my kitchen. Thank you very much. Oh. Yeah, but you're teaching me how to do this. Um, I need a tablespoon. No, like a measuring tablespoon, not an actual tablespoon. Is a tablespoon not a tablespoon? I don't know. So I need One an actual tablespoon. I need the measuring cup tablespoon. Like the it's a tablespoon. Where is it? I don't see it. Okay, so it looks like it's simmering. It looks like it's <laughs> boiling. I need to bring that down. Well, in order to get something to simmer, it has to boil first, then it simmers. No, no. I think simmer means before the boiling point. No, simmer means boiling, then you bring it down to a simmer. It's a three inches of water. How am I supposed to get a measuring tape? <laughs> three inches of water? That's what it said, but I thought you don't cook in inches. <laughs> let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Maureen, this is apple cider vinegar. It's expensive. If you're not pouring it, you're measuring it. The eggs need to be in the little bowls. Stop and wait. What do I do? I pour it in? No, you wait. It's not simmering. <laughs> when does the egg go in? I don't know what happened. It stopped simmering. It stopped boiling. It stopped moving. So let's just pour this in. No, I will hurt you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you put the egg in in the middle of the swirl. Seriously? Yes. Slowly? You drop it in. I know what you're waiting for. <laughs> it's going to go in there. Like, I don't like mixing organic with non-organic. Oh, God. So do I stir this? No. God. You know what? It's too early for interaction. Matthew, it's noon. Well, I don't get up until noon on weekends. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. How many people would you say that you work with that you like? Because let me give you this number here. They okay. say 75% of people like at least half the people they work with. 75% of people say that they like at least half the people they work with. But define like, though. I shouldn't have to. Yeah. No, but there's I like say and... here, maybe six. six like, people. we don't have, because of the hours that we work, we don't have that much interaction right. with people that normally would in a, let's say, traditional eight to five, right. nine to five. But for the hours that the three of us here work, I'd say maybe six people in this building. Yeah. Maybe. But let's go with everybody that you ever have to work with here. Not at just at the hours. There's a lot of people that you have dealings with here. I don't know, seven, maybe. Out of how many? How many people do you like? Out of like 10? Or 12? Seven out of 12. Yeah, so you're a little bit more than half. Do you want to name them? <laughs> so, sure, you want me to? No, that includes... <laughs> okay, so 75% of people in the survey said that they like at least half the people that they work with. That includes 12% of people who like about half of them, 41% of people who like more than half of the people but wow. dislike just a few, 22% of the people who say that they like all their colleagues, another 12% like less than half of their coworkers. 2% said they hate everyone at work. Wow. That's a big number. 2% of people said they hate everyone at work. 79% uh, said that they like at least half of their colleagues compared to 72% of men. So that's 72% of women. So women tend to like their colleagues more than men do. Yeah, I could see that. I'm just trying to think of... like I, I, My thing is this, is that for the most part, and maybe mm. this is worse... But for the most part, I don't really have an opinion one way or another on the people that I work with. I'm really indifferent to most of them. 
You know why? I'll tell you exactly why. Why? Because you keep to yourself and you mind your own business. That's why. Yeah. You don't need to get involved in conversation with other people at all. I would say the vast for anything. Yeah, I would say the vast majority of people that I work with, I don't actually know them well enough to be able to form an opinion on whether I actually like okay, them or be, not. Be honest. Yeah. The vast majority of people that you work with? Yeah. You don't even know most of their names. No, I don't. You're right. I'm not. That's not even a joke. You could bring a parade of people through that door right now. Who've that been I, working that, that, with you for ten years? Ten years, and I wouldn't know their and names. You wouldn't know their first names. No, hell no. Or what they do. <laughs> There's not. Okay, legit. There are times where I'll go over to ET Canada, Roz's other work during yeah. the day. Yeah. We walking through the halls. Hey, so and so. Hey, so and so. Hey, so and so. No names. Left, right, and center. Yeah. Go see Roz, and he's like, "Who are you talking to?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, freaking Stacy, been working here for like 12 years. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I, and I stopped learning too because once, once they, once they start bringing in new people all the time, like I, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah, no. But I, it's not, but I'm not rude to anyone. No, not right? at all. I'm not rude. I'm very, well, very I, I feel that I'm very polite and very friendly. Yeah. So I do you have nicknames for people then, like you know, brown hair girl or? Big nose guy. Yeah, but I no. <laughs> no. No, because no. Would you like to be big nose guy, Maury? Is that what you'd like? Is that what you're getting at? No, I just assumed. Okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So you want to know why your Netflix account is going up, why the price is going up? It's because Netflix is Continuously adding new programming and original programming and using their money uh, to put stuff out. And we just found out that uh, Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. if anyone remembers that, is coming back and it's going to be on Netflix. Oh my God, this song. It's funny, Maury and I were talking about this this morning and Maury was a huge fan of Unsolved Mysteries. Like, I didn't mind Unsolved Mysteries. I wanted, okay. to, I wanted to grow up and be the host, Robert Stack. Like, I was obsessed with this show. How did he sound again? Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, a man loses his finger and finds it four days later in the freezer. How did it get there? Who took it off his hand? We'll find out tonight on Unsolved okay, Mysteries. Okay, first of all, I don't know if I would use the word who took it off his hand. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's well, like, not car keys. How, how right? did it end it's up the, in the freezer? It's, it's a, a mystery. Well, that's that. Yeah, but not who took it off his hand. You yeah. don't take, like, jeez. <laughs> like, hey, man, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. And I was trying to remember where it originally aired because I remembered, and correct me if I'm wrong, I remembered watching Unsolved Mysteries on A&E. Uh, no, it was on NBC first. So, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm reading here. And then on Spike. But no, when Spike I picked watched it, up. it when it was new, it would have been on NBC in the 80s, right? Yeah, it was yeah. NBC, then CBS. Then they brought it back years later oh, in, 2000, in 2001. Died, right? Didn't he die? Robert Stack died in 2003. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then, no, Lifetime revived it in 2001 and 2002. Lifetime? And, yeah, and then I guess... Spike ran some of those episodes, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, so Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. And it's interesting with a show like this because you couldn't really do your own research. Like, like Unsolved Mysteries was so captivating because there was no way of 
furthering your knowledge of any of these stories. But when you do a show like that now where everybody can then just Google that specific thing. All the facts. All the facts. facts. But they still have shows like that and they're brand new. On HLN, I always watch Forensic Files. And it's just interesting to see the experts and stuff. So it'll, I'm assuming, be along the same lines as Forensic Files. Yeah, see, but the quality of these shows, like now you're competing just visually and, and, and from a storytelling point of view. Like you're competing with How to Make a Murderer. Yeah. You know, like that's the sort of level of, and some of these really amazing podcasts that people do, like that's the sort of level of mystery that captivates people. I don't know if any of those... Unless they're just putting the old ones on Netflix? No. Are they still unsolved? (laughs) Like they're going to go and do all their old, old unsolved mysteries? Still unsolved. It says here... it's being refreshed by Stranger Things EP. I don't know what EP stands executive for. Executive producer. Executive producer, okay. Yeah. Sean Levy. So it's his company huh. that's bringing the show back. And it says here, a 12-part show will use reenactments in a documentary format to profile real-life mysteries and unsolved crimes, lost love, cases involving missing persons, and unexplained paranormal events. Yeah, see, can't do, uh, can't do reenactments. Each episode will focus on one mystery. In the original series, actors played the victims, criminals, and witnesses, but family members and police were regularly interviewed. But they do that in Forensic Files and Mysteries at the Museum. They're actors. (laughs) 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 I've never seen that show, but it sounds... One of my favorites. Sounds so boring. (laughs) So boring! (laughs) Hey! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hello. Hey, you're a huge fan of The Sopranos. <clears throat> Hell yeah. So they're doing the prequel movie. Yeah. And they have hired the actor to play Tony Soprano. Wait, what? Because there's going to be a young Tony Soprano in the movie. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that, by the way. It's called The Many Saints of Newark. Is the film. Yeah. And the guy that they hired to play young Tony Soprano, Mm -hmm. who of course was famously played by James Gandolfini, is James Gandolfini's 19-year-old son, Michael Gandolfini. No! Yeah. It's just like in Straight Outta Compton, where Ice Cube's character was played by his real-life son. Yep. And on Young Sheldon, the mother is played by Laurie Metcalf's um, daughter. Because Laurie Metcalf plays... Why oh, you gotta confuse things more with stuff I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Okay, so on Big Bang Theory, Sheldon's mom yeah. is Laurie Metcalf. So on right. Young Sheldon, which is the prequel to Big Bang Theory, yeah. his mom is played by Laurie Metcalf's daughter. Exact same situation, but that. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. Okay, I'll turn the Sopranos off for a second. It's so easy. Okay, it's so. But you're, I don't think you're explaining it clearly. So on though. the Big Bang Theory, there's yes. a character named Sheldon. Okay, yeah. his mom yes. is played by Mor- Laurie Metcalf. Okay. okay, his mom is played by. Okay, on Young Sheldon, that's the name of the show. Young yeah. Sheldon. Okay. Right. Sheldon's mom is played by Laurie Metcalf's daughter. Who's Laurie Metcalf again? Oh, <sighs> Becky from. No, Laurie Mack, it's no? the it was Roseanne's sister on the Connors as well. Oh god, okay. now we're getting into oh, okay. <laughs> into Roseanne. Okay, hold on. Okay, so, so Roseanne's sister plays okay. old Sheldon's mom. It's like let me give it to you as this example. If there was a show, no, based you had on, an example. You <laughs> there was a show good based job on Rose's life. 
Yeah. Okay, and Roz's mom is played by his mom, but if there was a prequel to Roz's life, Roz's mom would be played by Roz's mom's daughter. <laughs> I guess that would be your sister. Yeah. Okay, bad example. Okay. Hold on. So young Sheldon's sister is his mother? No. Old Sheldon's sister is his mother in Young Sheldon. No. On Big Bang Theory, Sheldon's mom is played by Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. On Young Sheldon, yes. Sheldon's mom is played by Laurie Metcalf's daughter. In real life? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it now. Uh, Michael Gandolfini, I. the 19-year-old son of James Gandolfini, will yeah. play a young Tony Soprano in the Soprano oh. prequels film, The Many Saints of Newark. I like that idea. Yeah. It's exactly like on the big bang. <laughs> Shut up, man! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. When you talk about a blockbuster film, it's the sort of big, loud, money-making juggernaut that yeah. usually drop in the summers. Marvel. Yeah. Star Wars. Anything that The Rock is in. So I'm going through a list here of the worst blockbuster movies every year since 2000. And when we mean the worst, what they've done is they've taken the movies that have made the most money but received the worst reviews. The most money. Yeah. So block, so the, the biggest money-making movies that yeah. have got the worst reviews in that particular year. Oh. So would like Justice League be in there or... So in 2000, Suicide it was Squad. What Lies Beneath. 2001 was Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. That got terrible. <laughs> 2002 was Men in Black 2. Oh, man, I like that one. 2003 was Bad Boys 2. 2004 was Shark Tale. Madagascar after that. The Da Vinci really? Code. Hold on, Madagascar? Yeah. No way, man. That Terrible reviews. Dope. Uh, National uh, Treasure Book of Secrets in oh, 2007. No. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 2008 was Hancock. 2009 was Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. 2010, uh, Twilight Saga Eclipse. 2011, Smurfs. And then Ice Age Continental Drift, 2013, Man of Steel. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. 2014, another Transformers movie, Age of Extinction. Oh, that was the one when they introduced the Dinobots. Uh, 20, 2015, Minions. 2016, Suicide Hold Squad. Wait, 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 back up. Yeah. Minions? Minions, yeah, it didn't get good reviews. Wow. Uh, 2016, Suicide Squad. Yeah, oh, uh, the reviews for that, I'll never forget. They were so bad. 2017, Despicable Me 3. Oh, and, and 2018 Venom. Oh, now, did yeah. you notice? Did you notice a trend? Hold on. Did I notice a trend? Yeah. There's, so there's, these are all there's one blockbusters. Sort of, these are the worst reviewed blockbusters since 2000. So these are the movies oh. that made the most money but yeah. had the worst reviews. Okay. Can I guess? Yeah. They're all movies. Majority are movies that contain a high level of CGI. No. Oh. Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, Shark Tale, Hancock, and Suicide Squad. Five of those movies oh, no. starred Will Smith. Oh, no! <laughs> Will! <laughs> oh, no! Scott, Will! <laughs> he had back-to-back, -to -back too. He had Men in Black 2 and Bad Boys 2 in back-to-back -back years. Oh, Will! <laughs> Don't say it ain't so! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, the Fiji water girl apparently landed a role on The Bold and the Beautiful. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. The Model Fiji water Toronto. girl from the Golden Globe Awards who was photobombing all the stars and Jamie Lee Curtis got real pissy about it. Rightfully so. Uh, you wondered how she was going to 
turn this into opportunity yeah. or capitalize on the opportunity. And I guess she posted a photo of herself with a cast on Instagram with the Bold and the Beautiful and captioned it, thank you to the lovely folks at Bold and Beautiful for having me yesterday. So I guess she is a guest spot oh, wow. on the Bold and the Beautiful. Why are they doing something cheesy with her though? Like continuing with Fiji water stuff or having her be, or is she like an actual... No, actress I on don't the show. Know. Like photo. She was in the blue dress holding a tray of was Fiji she? water. <laughs> See? Uh, 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 I mean, I guess, listen, take the jobs God. that you can get, right? And God. she's been, uh, on her Instagram, she's been, I guess, paid to hold a tray with other things as well. Oh, oh like no. what? What are people paying her to hold? Like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like burgers or something. Oh, oh no. So now she's tray girl? <laughs> <laughs> tray full of stuff, girl. <laughs> tray full of stuff. Oh no! Hey, listen, you gotta get yours. Guess, you gotta get yeah, yours because sure. here's the other thing too: is we were talking about this, which is goes back to you gotta get yours, and everybody needs to hustle because nobody's got any money, and you gotta capitalize on everything. People originally laughed when the Cash Me Outside girl said that she was gonna do music. How about that? And I remember thinking that her music was no worse than anybody else in that entire genre. So yeah. why not? And then you're like, yeah, but people are going to realize that it's a cash man side girl and she's just a goof. And then her music started to do well. And then her music started to really sell. And then for some, in some weird way, she wound up getting people to steer her in the right direction because she, at the beginning, seemed very uncontrollable. Take me outside. How about that? And then you had mentioned how she signed a makeup deal for quite a lot of money. $900,000. $900,000. For a six-month contract. And then so everybody at that point was like, God, who wants to buy makeup from the Cash Me Outside girl? So let me give you an update on her makeup deal. Because that just happened. That was just announced. Uh, Earlier this week. On Monday, yeah. yeah. Yesterday. Wait, did we talk about that yesterday? It was announced on Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we talked about it on Friday. So the brand that signed her as their chief endorser, the sort of face of the company. Yeah. TMZ's reporting. Don't tell me. The company Copycat, which is the makeup company, yeah. that their first day of sales after signing the Cash Me Outside girl were $500,000. No! One day sales. They've almost recouped all the money that they're paying her for that six-month contract. One day sales for the Cash Me Outside girl. Half a million dollars. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, dude. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> oh boy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Do you uh, want to hear BB Rexa go off on designers who apparently refuse to dress her for the Grammys? What? So BB Rexa is, I guess, a size eight. Okay. And she went on, was this on Instagram? She said this? She went on Instagram. And I guess her people have been reaching out to designers yeah. to say, hey, do you want to dress BB for the Grammys? And she's apparently saying that what they're hearing back is that designers don't want to dress her because she's too big. What? Yeah. And if you've ever seen BB Rexa, there's, normal. there's nothing too big about BB Rexa. But still, she's not that typical showbiz. I mean, I understand in movies because everybody's skinny in movies. But in the music business, like she, she doesn't, doesn't seem that unusual to me, her body type. No, she got a normal body. But uh, here, listen to BB Rexa go off on people. 
So I have my team hit out a lot of designers and a lot of them do not want to dress me because I'm too big. Literally, like, they, I'm too big. And if a size 6, 8 is too big, then I don't know what to tell you. Then I don't want to wear your dresses because that's crazy because all you're saying that all the women in the world that are size 8 and up are not beautiful and they cannot wear your dresses. So all, so all the people that said that I'm thick and I can't wear dresses, I don't want to wear your dresses. Damn. But how can designers fall over themselves to dress Kim Kardashian? Who parts of her have to be a size 8? At like least some parts, part. right? Of course. But how can designers fall all over themselves to want to dress a Kardashian, but they don't want to dress BB Rexa? That's what I don't understand. I wish BB Rexa would have named the designers. I, it's, I know. She should have said, I, listen, we reached out to <sighs> this, this, and this. But designer. It, but, but it is your choice. Like, I get it. It is their choice. And I don't want to, I don't think anybody should lose their company over not want to dressing somebody. And no, the idea right, of though. calling somebody, I, I don't know. And I, I, part of me does, I'm, I'm with you. Like, half of me is with you on, you know, say who the designers are. But then there's another part of me that I'm just so over, like, call out culture, yeah. where you call somebody out and then, Whatever happens to them is just, you don't even, like, you're just so, you don't, there's no consequences to the person who called them out. And then that person will get called out for calling somebody out. As soon as you call somebody out, then somebody's going to go after you. Like, if BB Rexa called somebody out, I guarantee you somebody would go through her timeline and find out where she insulted somebody's body in a tweet. I guarantee it. Right. I guarantee it. It's the way it works. But yeah, no, I'm happy for her for, for, for saying what she said. I'm like looking at oh God, dude. latest pictures of her. First of all, when I start looking at pictures of BB Rex, that's like, a, like a, that's like a long wormhole that like is really difficult to get out of. She's like, I have a hard time believing anybody would want to not dress her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy she to me. She looks like a normal girl, man. It makes no sense. None whatsoever. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. No, it is, but but you hear that a lot, though. You really do hear that a lot, that there are certain labels and certain fashion houses that just don't want to be associated with a type. Yeah. And you hear it a lot from people. But the, the, the real crap thing is, is that even, it doesn't matter how, you could hear it every single day, and it doesn't matter. People still don't care. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Drake is being sued, Roz. Oh, Drake no. is being sued. I was... And I saw the footage of what went down and the claim against him. And it's bad. The footage is bad. What's uh, he being Drake sued for? And Odell Beckham Jr., football player for the New York Giants. Yeah. And a guy that used to date Khloe Kardashian. One of the Kardashians. Yeah, Chloe, uh, Courtney Kardashian. A while ago, we're at a party in West Hollywood. And I guess some guy, the story is some guy who was attempting to go to the washroom, probably walked by them. I don't know if anything happened inside of the club at another point, but he was leaving mm -hmm. the VIP area, was talking smack, and then an entire entourage followed him as he was trying to get into the bathroom. Courtney Kardashian's ex punched him in the mouth. And then the whole entourage. In the video, you see Drake standing there behind his goons. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. standing there behind the same goons. Mm -hmm. And like a bunch of dudes just 
jump this guy and beat the hell out of him. Really, yeah. So now this guy is is suing. And according to TMZ, the lawyer for this guy said, we gave the defendants months to settle this claim without litigation, but they failed to be accountable for their actions. We were left with no choice but to file a suit to seek justice for our client. But there's like, I'm looking at this video. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It looks like this door's blocking, so it looks like ten people are there against one watching and one, two, three, four, maybe five guys are beating up on this one guy. It's interesting though, you know, with videos and, and we're seeing this now with all the changing of the stories for the Covington Catholic high school kids in DC where I now see a video like this where somebody's being sued, where Drake's being sued and you look at the video and you're like, yeah, man, Looks awful. But now I look at video and I'm like, well, where's the rest of it? What yeah. happened? You know, was he talking smack? Do we know for sure? Is that on the video? That part is not on the video. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and his claim is that Drake did, like, he said something to Drake and that Drake did the whole throat slash towards him. Right. But that's on the video. Right. Right. You see yeah, it's Drake tough, man. and the guys and... Odell like walking there to see what's happening. Yeah. And you clearly see the other guy, Courtney Kardashian's ex, take a swing. And you do see a couple of other guys who are not Drake, who are not Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Participating in this beatdown. But those guys, like, are they on Drake's payroll? Like, I have all these questions. Right. Like, are, like does he pay those guys? Is this what they're paid to do? Take care of them and take out the I trash? Don't know. I don't know. You know? Or are they just like, crew that he hangs out with yeah that he doesn't pay any of their rights right and is he accountable for them i don't know these are all like it's all these now, but getting back to a different point though and i'll say i'll say this which was something my old man used to say to me and it's words to live by nobody likes violence yeah. right nobody likes violence nobody likes to get beat up getting punched in the face is horrible it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Nobody likes it. And my old man used to say that if you don't ever want to get punched in the mouth, step one is to just not do anything that's going to get you punched in the mouth. Truth. And I sort of live my life that way because there's moments where you could say something. There's moments where you could say, I got this and I got words, you know? Yeah. And... When you but use, is the result going to be a punch in the mouth? Exactly, right? Somebody that you're somebody that you're talking to when you're with words, and and nobody should get punched in the face for something they say. We all know that, but sometimes it happens. And so the easiest way to not get smacked in the mouth is first step: don't do anything that's going to get you smacked in the mouth. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut because you can start something with words, but there's no rules. No. There's no rules to that game. So then you're going to stand there and just like talk to each other. Let's talk this out, bro. Yeah. Right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by this video, okay? there was like no talking that was no. going to happen. That was going to help that situation. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh, I just got introduced to a world I had no idea existed. So we all know uh, esports, just massive. Yeah. Huge. That world... Of video game tournaments 
Millions and millions and millions of dollars are made. Millions are spent. Yeah. There is a portion of the video game community. I had no idea it was so big that it's now getting their own esports league, which is the farming simulator. Is it like Farmville? On a much higher level. So it's Extreme Farmville. It's Extreme Farmville. And the tournament that they're putting together, the top prize is worth $283,000. Excuse me? $283,000. For Farmville. It's called the Farming Simulator. And the description on the video game's website reads this. Become a modern farmer and develop your farm on two huge American and European environments filled with exciting new farming activities, crops to harvest, and animals to tend to. Drive over 300 authentic vehicles and machines, grow your farm online with other players, and download community-created mods. And when I go to the website and I look at, because it said authentic vehicles and machines i was like so they got brand name stuff right yeah like look at this list dude so like i recognize john deere and stuff but yeah. these are oh, all like legit everybody multi-million dollar companies yeah. that have so so invested. it's a farming video game it's a farming video game and they are now getting their own Esports league and tournament. Do you remember when Maury was so broke, but yet he was still addicted to Farmville and oh used to go God. to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy Farmville gift cards? I so still he could. Play. You still play Farmville, dude? If I don't crop those blueberries, they're gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> so would you be interested in this? This is like Extreme Farmville, and what's the what's the prize money? Two hundred eighty-three thousand dollars. Yeah, but the anxiety that comes along with it. You're not a real farmer. Well, you feel like you are because if you miss that moment to harvest your blueberries, but they why not, die. But why not go pro though? Like if you're if you're great at Farmville, why not go pro and join the esports league of the extreme farming video game? How much money have you spent on Farmville over the years? Oh, I'd say upwards of uh, $1500. Right. Oh my god, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But like look at the look at the graphics of this game though. It's yeah, too dude. real. It's too real. It's, it's, that, that's like out. a movie. It yeah, like look at these, out. look at these machines. That's like a movie. Look at these farm, like they're doing real work, real yeah, farm work. That's so crazy. But anybody will play anything. I think that that's the, that's the sort of message with all of this is that if it's, if it's done well, and it's captivating, and there's a goal, anybody will play anything, and then you can build a tournament around it. And you get to the point now of where an extreme farming video game has its own tournament and a prize of $283,000. $283,000 as a crazy? grand prize. Real farmers should almost do this. I know. That's, what, that's the real sad part about this. <laughs> real farmers real, are like, real farmers I have, do this in real life! Uh, we, and, real farmers, and real farmers have no chance of making $283,000. No, not at all. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You know her from Party of Five, the Scream movies, Wild Things. She's teamed up with Mott's Fruit Stations and the Breakfast Club of Canada. Hey, Nev Campbell is here. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Doing great. This uh, Buy a Cup, Give a Cup campaign with the Breakfast Club of Canada is mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you. No, I'm very happy to be a part of it. Uh, tell us about it. What made you want to be a part of this? Uh, well, they reached out. So Mott's Fruit Stations and uh, Breakfast Club of Canada partnered together to do this buy a cup, give a cup, which is if someone in Canada wants to, if you want to buy a cup of Mott's Fruit Stations, then one will be donated to Breakfast Club of Canada to help feed the kids. Uh, when you start thinking about um, just the numbers, like this is all something, you know, we all think, oh, you know what, kids need breakfast, kids need to eat. But when you that. get involved in something mm-hmm. like this, what what were the numbers that you sort of were eye-opening to you? One in five kids in Canada goes to school without breakfast. One in five. One in five, which is very shocking. So Breakfast Club of Canada, they're, they're feeding 230,000 kids every morning across the country. And even just as for a parent or for a teacher, we all know there's a, there's a sort of emotional part of this where you want kids to eat. But as we're all three of us are parents in this room, and we also know there's another side of this, and that is when kids don't eat, they're nightmares. They're nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you get that sugar crash and they turn into little devils. Wait, like, how old are your kids? Um, well, one and six. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, Ross so has a daughter who's nine, nine and, and yeah. my son is a year and a half. Right. So, yes, at that age, or at any any age, really, they that turn meltdown into is brutal. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> what do you say yes to now when it comes to work? What ha- what does it have to in- include, or is it time of year that it shoots so you can work around kids' schedule? Why do you say I yes mean, to every, everything? Everything has to do with my kids now. Yeah. You know, I was I've, I've just been offered a TV show that's shooting in Tasmania in wow. Australia, and that's a hard choice to make. But I love the script, so then it's well, is this possible for my kids? What school program can I get him? Will they, will they be supported? Yeah. Does this work for my family? family. Um, so really it's always got to do with uh, my family story. Is, um, it, is it nice to not have to work constantly to be in a position where you can I'm say very no? Lucky. I mean, I'm very lucky to be in a position that I've worked long enough and I've saved enough that yeah. I don't have to work. Um, luckily, JJ, my partner, he's been you know working all year this year. So I've had the first year uh, with our new son without having to work, which is really what I wanted. I did the same for Casper. So yeah. what made you say yes when The Rock called to <laughs> say, I got this movie called Skyscraper. It's not hard when you get a call from, from The Rock, Johnson. right? Yeah. <laughs> you have a cell phone number? Do you guys text it all? I do have his cell phone Do you really? Number. You I know do. he's my favorite, right? <laughs> is he? Yeah, he awesome. is my absolute favorite. I am So I will like not his... give you his number. <laughs> 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 I was going to be like, no. I mean, if you want to text him, just say, hey, I'm with Morgan Toronto. Uh, when, you, when you see a fan walk up to you, do you know what they are a fan of? Like, have you managed to sort of figure out, like, do you know if it's going to be a party of five question or a scream question? Like, do or a you, wild things question. Wild I have a pretty good guess when it's a wild <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> For some Wait, reason, they always explain, tend to be male. Explain. I was just going to say, when it's wild things, explain what it is that they say or do. And you're like, in your you're mind, really you're like, I know where this conversation is going to go. Yeah, what did they say? You're really good in that movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. I wonder what your favorite scene was. Oh, no. <laughs> because, but this is the thing is that at the time, you don't know something like Wild Things or even Scream. They're going to become legendary yeah. where they are going to become such a big part of people's lives yeah. at that time. When do you, how long does it take before you notice, like, I'm going to have to talk about Wild Things with dudes <laughs> for the rest of my life? I don't know. I don't know. I think you get a sense from the response, you know, early on, whether it's going to have a bit of a cult following by the t- kind of response, yeah. um, the kind of, well, also the kind of project it is. Um, I think horror films, those kinds of films tend to have sort of a bigger cult following. Um, I feel like people revisit horror films more than they revisit, revisit dramas or comedies right. or anything like that. Well, except for wild things. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have anybody in your life or any friends that have 
even still to this day call you and as soon as you say hello they're like hello Sydney no not anymore oh. I wouldn't oh. be friends with them oh look at the rock called you up right now and said that click <laughs> uh, Nev Campbell uh, thank you so much for being a part of the Roz and Mocha uh, show today I uh, love you. this campaign again that go you're buy doing a with, cup uh, Breakfast Club of Canada <laughs> yes again if people want to help out what do they do buy a cup of fruit stations and a cup will be donated they're trying to get up to half a million um, by the end of March and or you can go on the website for Breakfast Club of Canada you can donate as well and you were just about to give me the rocks <laughs> cell number what was that yeah. again five, 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 five. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and Mocha got you Hey, Maria, are you there? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's going on? Not much. How are you guys? Doing it, great. It was only a matter of time before we got one of these. Yeah. <laughs> Maria writes as this, Ron Zamoka FML Fix My Life. I'm married with two kids. My husband and I both work. He seems to think because I don't pay as much as he does, I should do all the cooking and cleaning. When I want to do something, I have to find a babysitter. Please, I need some input. Wait, so Maria, does your husband not want to look after the kids or handle any of that stuff if you decide to take a night for yourself or go hang out with your friends? Well, if, if I'm going to take a night for myself, then he gets a night for himself too, whether he oh. stays at home and does nothing okay. or he gets to go out with his buddies too. What's, what's, the, difference in, uh, what's the difference in income? But like roughly... What's the how big's the gap? Um, how big's the gap? Well, I'm the I'm the like nine to five, making sure I can pick up the kids, and so I would probably say there's about a twenty to forty thousand gap. And then what's the ratio of what you guys pay on bills? Can you like can you articulate that? Is it is it figured out? Is it a fifty fifty thing? Is it a sixty forty thing? Or is it just you sort of pay what you can, or do you have a mutual account? How does that work? It's about a sixty forty, sometimes seventy thirty, depending on like the time of year, but. I mean, I, I make sure that I have benefits and all that stuff to cover the rest. So it's like, that's for our entire family. So he thinks that because he makes more than you, that there are things around the house that you should be doing to make up for the fact that your income is less than his. That is correct. Okay. Um, I will. That's such a backwards way of thinking. In my opinion, no offense. No, no offense. It, it, it's, it's a flawed way of thinking because I will, okay, I'll say this. It's not about the money, it's about the it's about the resources. Okay. So, for instance, if you worked 9 to 5 and made 40% of what he makes, but his job was a consultant where he sat at home on the computer and could literally make triple what you make and do it in 2 hours. Okay? So it then becomes about resources, it's not about money. Then the resource becomes about time. And what is the important resource? What is the most important resource in your in your life? What kind of hours does he work? He takes care of the kids in the morning. So that's one thing that he does do. And then he leaves at about 11 o'clock. So he watches his shows, hangs out for a bit, leaves at 11, comes home at about 6 o'clock, and then... He's off to the gym probably about three times a week for about a total of six hours. Okay, so it's not so, like it's not like he's gone in the morning and and, and does a fifteen hour shift and then comes no. home and he's exhausted and that in in doing that fifteen hour shift he makes more than you. So you guys both sort of work the same amount of hours in a day. He just happens to make more than you. That's correct. Okay, okay. Maria, I have a question, and this is not to fuel the fire, but something that you just said that struck me as a little bit odd. Okay. Yeah. So in the morning, he doesn't leave till 11. From the time he takes the kids to school and is back home, he has downtime to chill, do whatever he wants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Then after work, he gets to go to the gym on his own for two hours, those three days a week. That's his own downtime, correct? That's right. Okay. So when do you have your similar downtime? I go to the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning before I go to work so that it doesn't affect the kid's schedule. So you you guys have negotiated a little, right? Everything in a marriage or a partnership is a negotiation, but unlike business... The emotional side of the negotiation also has to be factored in, where you don't necessarily have that in in business, right? Mm. There's a, there's a huge emotional side. Uh, you can look at any research. Any research will show you that couples who share housework or household duties have much better relationships and have better sex. Okay, that's just that's, right. that's across the board. We know that that is fact. So what you have to do is negotiate something that you are both happy with. And then there's going to be things that you're both going to have to compromise on, okay? And where I would do this is the first thing you have to do is just allocate the resources. So if 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 finances is your greatest resource or if it's time or if it's skill or if it's whatever, you have to factor in all the resources because that's where you're going to win with each other. And what I would say is make a list of all the things that need to be done, right? And start off by saying, here's the things that I'm really good at. And here's the things that you're really good at. The things that you are good at, the things that you are both individually good at, okay, you need to do on your own. Because if you excel in something, if you are better than your partner at something, you will find a more efficient way to do it. And it will make the house run smoother. Then you figure out all the things that you both hate and you split those down the middle. Hey, Maria, when Roz just gave you that suggestion, why did you say, oh, boy? Because I don't know what he's good at. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Taking the kids to school in the morning, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Okay. 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 But what about, um, what what, what kind of house do you live in? Uh, 3,000 square foot. Okay. How big's your yard? Probably about 42 feet. The kids play in the yard? Yeah. The yard looks looks nice? Yep. Somebody comes and cuts the lawn. So that's not your husband? No. He is then throwing money at all his responsibility right yes, so nor- so normally something like the outside work historically the guys will go and get a mower you go over the beer you, you do the whole thing okay they're good at that they yeah. will find a way to be more efficient right so like for instance for me Catherine roxy school Catherine knows the schedule she knows what the dates are she knows where she has to yeah. be all that Catherine has figured out a very efficient way to run that part of our life mm-hmm. okay yeah. i'm not i'm not good at that but i i cook Catherine isn't that great. I came home last night. There was a giant pot of soup on the on the stove. Delicious. And I go, I go, Catherine, I go, you made soup. She goes, Yeah, I screwed it up. It's garbage. <laughs> right? I do 99.9% of the cooking because I'm good at it. Right? So you have yeah. to you have to sit down with your husband and figure out what you are individually both good at. And if throwing money at the problem is a way to fix it and you both agree on that, get a housekeeper. Well, that's what I did today. I have a cleaner coming in because oh, I can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maria, you just fixed your own life. You don't need us. Hey, real quick, real quick, before we let you go though, Maria, the one thing yeah. I will say that I don't necessarily agree with, and you guys do what you want with your life, right? But the yeah. if you go out one night, then he has to go out one night. Like the trade-off, the one-for-one, one, um, I don't think, in my opinion, is healthy for a relationship. Doesn't work. Because then you're just keeping tabs on each other, yeah. which it should never be that way. Yeah, I know what you mean. I agree. Ask your husband if he wants more hours a day and then ask him if he wants to have better sex. Yeah. 
maybe you guys can ask him because I'll probably be calling back. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get when you. That's what you get when you come to a compromise. You should lead with that yeah. line. Hey, want more sex? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maria. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life only on Kiss. The Roz and Mocha Show on Kiss. Ah, it's time for celebration, Roz. Oh, what are we doing? Dollarama just launched an online store. I saw this yesterday. Okay, hold on here. Dollarama. Yes. Launched an online store. Dollarama officially opened its online store in Canada yesterday. Okay. Which allows customers to buy a number of their products in bulk. Online store will feature approximately 1,000 different products. This is from their official press release. However, there's a flat rate shipping uh, fee of 18 bucks. That's 18? what I was going to ask That's about so the shipping. Like, if you need like a, a kitchen sponge, just walk to it. So the dollar, no, you can't buy like one sponge. You have to yeah, buy like multiple. So the dollar store is using 18 dollars shipping. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. They tried a five week pilot program in Quebec. Yeah, and it was very successful. So now they've opened it up to everywhere in Canada. I will say, I, I never really. I mean, I used to go to the dollar store for certain things when you pass something and you realize that you needed it. But when you have a kid, yeah, not, and not like a little kid, but when you when the kid starts to get around four, three, even uh-huh. sometimes you want to reward them for doing great stuff, and you want to get them a toy or you want to do whatever. But they break everything at that age anyway, and the dollar store is the perfect for that because you can go in the dollar store and just find something that is visually appealing to them. They're going to use it for the day and then forget about it, sure. and it doesn't cost you an arm and leg. The other thing is for birthday party stuff. Mm-hmm. I have, oh, I, we have, yeah. a, we have an entire cupboard. Like Roxy just had her birthday party uh, last weekend, two weekends ago. I did not have to buy one thing because I stock up on stuff from the dollar store. I have sleeves of party cups and party plates and the fancy kid tablecloths that you put over everything and napkin, all this stuff and that's what it's there for. I would would clean them out on party supplies. I mean, the one thing that we uh, generally get pretty much in bulk from the dollar store is birthday bags and wrapping paper and yep. tissue paper, stuff like that. Yeah. You just stock up and then I keep it in the basement so when a birthday or anything comes up yeah. where you need to give a gift. when Or when people come to the house that you don't like enough to give them actual plates and forks and knives. Why is it that when you gave me lasagna once it was on like a paper plate? Or when people come to the house and you don't like them enough to give them actual glassware, you put it on a paper plate. <laughs> <laughs> and Mocha Show on Kiss. Yes, yes. Ah, it's time for celebration, Roz. Oh, what are we doing? Dollarama just launched an online store. I saw this yesterday. Okay, hold on here. Dollarama? Yes. Launched an online store. Dollarama officially opened its online store in Canada yesterday. Okay. Which allows customers to buy a number of their products in bulk. Online store will feature approximately 1,000 different products. This is from their official press release. However, there's a flat rate shipping uh, fee of 18 bucks. That's 18? what I was going to ask That's about a- the shipping. Like if you need like a, a kitchen sponge, just walk to it. So the dollar- no, you can't buy like one sponge. You have to yeah, buy like multiple. So the dollar store is using $18 shipping? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. They tried a five-week pilot program in Quebec. 
Yeah. And it was very successful. So now they've opened it up to everywhere in Canada. I will say, I, I never really, I mean, I used to go to the dollar store for certain things when you pass something and you realize that you needed it. But when you have a kid, yeah, not, and not like a little kid, but when you when the kid starts to get around four, three even, uh-huh. sometimes you want to reward them for doing great stuff and you want to get them a toy or you want to do whatever, but they break everything at that age anyway. And the dollar store is the perfect for that because you can go in the dollar store and just find something that is visually appealing to them. They're going to use it for the day and then forget about it. Sure. And it doesn't cost you an arm or leg. The other thing is for birthday party stuff. Mm-hmm. I have, oh, I, we, have a, yeah. we have an entire cupboard like Roxy just had her birthday party uh, to last weekend two weekends ago I did not have to buy one thing because I stock up on stuff from the dollar store I have sleeves of party cups and party plates and the fancy kid tablecloths that you put over everything and napkin all this stuff and that's what it's there for I would I would clean them out on party supplies I mean the one thing that we uh, generally get pretty much in bulk from the dollar store is birthday bags and wrapping paper and yep. tissue paper, stuff like that. Yeah. You just stock up and then I keep it in the basement so when a birthday or anything comes up yeah. where you need to give a gift. When or when people come to the house that you don't like enough to give them actual plates and forks and knives. Why is it that when you gave me lasagna once it was on like a paper plate? Or when people come to the house and you don't like them enough to give them actual glassware, you put it on a paper plate. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What is the date today? Uh, January 23rd. Oh, here we go. Hey, Maury, come and join us, my love. Hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, lover of mine. Baby, how you doing? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't flirt back, okay? It's <laughs> not cool, man. <laughs> ah, the Frisbee. Yeah. Do you know I have never really thrown a Frisbee? Does not surprise me. What do you mean never really thrown a Frisbee? Like you've been through one? No, I've been around it. Like I've been there when other people have done it. I've seen it So you've never thrown a Frisbee? No. But not never really thrown a Frisbee? No, like I never have, but I've been there to experience other people's joys of it. Never really thrown a Frisbee would be like you held it and then... Like you got, got scared it. and dropped. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> or, what is this? Or like whatever. I don't know what that would be. Like I don't know. But like you've I've, never thrown a frisbee. No, I've seen dogs catch it in their mouth. Yeah, on the I, beach. I have too. Have you ever caught one in your mouth? No. Oh, why have you? How have you never thrown a frisbee? I've never really had the opportunity. It's not presented itself to me. Like I, I played catch with my dad with a ball. Because right. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess you grew up in the city. And where'd you grow up? Like, uh, like North York area, where North- there's not enough room for frisbees. There's, I would say, there's plenty of room. About it. There's like enough parks out there. Like, yeah, not. I mean, I grew up in an apartment building. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you never you- threw a frisbee like down the hallway. Are you kidding me? But you never like. Well, you never went to the park. No, no, no. God, bro. Okay, so you need the- a hug? my dad was know, a party really. animal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your pops is too busy with all them singles. Yes. Jeez, to throw the frisbee around Hedonism. with the boy. <laughs> so the frisbee was created by a company called Whammo. Uh, 1923. They sold over 100 million frisbees. Holy cow. Wow. When was the frisbee invented? 1923. Maury? The frisbee would have been... In, now, that would have been after... What's that thing where you throw it and it comes back to you? Boomerang. I'm guessing after that. So I'm going to say 1952. 1952. Because you've never seen olden time black and white pictures 
of kids in their you know Sunday best throwing a frisbee. <laughs> well, you don't want to get your Sunday best all Why dirty. are you looking at those pictures? Yeah, super weird. Super weird, man. <laughs> kids in their Sunday best. <laughs> no, the frisbee was invented in 1957. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, and between 1957 and 77, they sold over a hundred million frisbees. That means there's a hundred million plus kids at that time. <laughs> That all played frisbee with their dad, and you're not one of them. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so the Bieber wedding is off for the third time. Oh, although no. they are married, so <gasps> oh, so we, get, <sighs> dude, you got to slow down your sentences. No, okay, but I because th- I was just about to say trouble in paradise. No, because they are married, but you know they wanted to do the wedding for the family because I guess sure. they they eloped. Yeah, justice of the peace, whatever you call it. And they wanted to do one for the family, so they sent out a save the date yes. for family and friends, and then got responses back, and then canceled that save the date, sent out another save the date, mm-hmm. got responses back. Then they decided to do it over the weekend of Justin's birthday, sent out the save the date for that, Oh, and now respondents are being told that that one's being canceled as well. But why? Because I, the story goes, and this is from TMZ, the story goes that when they started getting responses back, that there yeah. were a lot of people who were close to them who said that they couldn't make it to LA for that weekend. Oh, okay. So busy now... Busy with other busy, stuff. Busy with other stuff. Like yeah. how, if you are like a Bieber cousin, how busy can you be that you can't go <sighs> to Justin Bieber's wedding? Like, you cancel your own wedding to go to Justin Bieber's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how busy are you? Shift your plans. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't go to weddings anymore. Your wedding was the last. No, your brother. What do you mean, my brother? Oh, no, your mother. Your mother. My mother. Yeah, my right? mother's was the last. Sorry. Yes. My mother's was the last. But other than that, I don't go to, I don't go to weddings anymore. Maybe the wedding's on a Saturday and the Baldwin guy's supposed to be doing Trump on SNL? No, I, no because it's Bieber's family, apparently. Mm. Oh, because I just read it as one of the guests couldn't make it. But still. No, not just one. They were not going to cancel an entire wedding. I think it's a few key people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what? You didn't have that with your wedding. You had a lot of, how many wedding people did you have at your wedding, Mocha? Uh, 97. One of the best weddings I've ever been to. Yeah, was it? Yeah, Yeah. me too. It was a beautiful wedding. I agree with that. Um, Anybody not able to show up that you wish could have been there? I mean, I think out of everybody we invited, I think we got two people that said that they couldn't show. Well, see, that's a hot wedding. That's a hot ticket, right? That's a hot ticket. People understand. It was a small wedding. Small wedding. But how many people were there? 97. Well, including small wedding. Including Jenna and I, it's 99 people. It's not a small wedding. I'm telling you, compared (laughs) to. No, it's not. It's not a small wedding. That's that's medium sized wedding. That's not a small wedding. A hundred people is not a small wedding. Compared to... No, but you're comparing it to giant weddings. Your but wedding would look small. Have, but 99 like, people, that's a big wedding. That's a big wedding. I, don't, I would highly disagree. Like if you no, have to say no, hi no, to no, each no. person, that's an hour and a half. Like I say, not? I, I say 50 and under small. Okay, so medium size wedding. Yeah, medium. And then I would say 100 to 200 is... is one, 100 to 150... Or 50 to 150 is medium, and then 150 plus is large. Carrie Bradshaw had 500. Yeah, that's enormous. That's Bro, a different category. Italians in Woodbridge have 500. Yes. I had, and that's small. That's a different category I as well. I had zero. You had zero. Was, no, don't lie. I had just Matthew and I. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> why do you person. take part in this conversation, Mar? I With mean, so many secrets. I know. Right? <laughs> why even open your mouth? I wasn't going to say anything, but. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it was, we eloped in New York. Yeah, that's yeah. just leave it at that, man. Like, yeah. I, I, Did you not realize at the beginning of this conversation that I went to you and then I immediately stopped because I thought, I don't want to ruin your life? Oh, I thought you took a breath because you're out of breath. No. Here, I'll turn the music down. What else do you want to say, Maury? Yeah. No, that's it. We and were going to hire a choir, but yeah, the, you know, okay. that was too expensive. Right, so let's just stick to the script, Holmes. <laughs> okay. Okay. What are you hiding? So, so how many people were at your wedding? Just the two of us and the officiant. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, man. And that's how, it? How, how am I? working for you on this. <laughs> yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I love summer so much that I don't mind when it gets super, super, super hot. And mm. I know that those days are going to come so I can deal with the fact that Wow, we you're get very optimistic. What the a, winter. What a very mature outlook on winter. Yeah. yeah, but what about all that salt that you get in your front uh, vestibule and the fact that it's just, it ruins your shoes? I don't think you should be using words that you don't know how to say them and or use them in a sentence. Shoes? <laughs> yes, Maury, shoes. Maury, spell vestibule. V-E-S-T-I-B-U-L-E. Mm. Mm. Yeah, correct. Okay. Because can... like vest and then buell. <laughs> So you don't like how the salt mucks up your vestibule. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> See, when somebody else says it, do you realize how ridiculous that sounds now? I only know the word because my dad uses the word vestibule. Really? He's like, can you go put your jacket in the vestibule? And I understand that, though, because I remember growing up. Okay, so <laughs> when I lived in Montreal, there's some, like, some French-Canadian words that are really unique to like English speakers who live in Quebec. Like tabernacle? No. Like, so for instance, you know when you have a, like the front of your house? Yeah. Some people would call it like a porch. Lanai. Right? Mm -hmm. A porch. Some people would call it a porch. It's the thing you walk up a couple of stairs. There's a little landing, but it's still outside. Oh, it's a veranda. There's a, so some people call it a porch, a veranda. Growing up and my, almost my entire life, yeah. I called it a gallery. Really? A gallery? Yeah. Like where you hang art? Yeah, no, like a gallery. That's really? just what it was to me. It was called a gallery. It was always veranda in yeah. our house. Like I know veranda, I know porch, I know... Lanai? No. Oh, vestibule? No. no. Want to try again? <laughs> uh, Concrete slab? Lanai? No, not lanai. Lanai. <laughs> But yeah, I used to call it a gallery. That's what really? it was for me growing up. Huh. Yeah. I've it, never heard that one. You've never heard that. No, I've heard of a galley kitchen. Right. But never, a, and a lanai from Golden Girls and vestibule and um, others. Balcony. No, no, it's balcony, Maury. <laughs> balcony. So, so, spell balcony. B-E-L-K-I-N-E-Y. Oh, uh. balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you and words, man, I tell you. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Okay, then. Okay, she said. <laughs> All right. so, st so stupid. Hey, uh, Mocha, are you ready for the yeah. podcast? Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break.
Uh, President Donald Trump directed his attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about the Moscow Tower project. This is huge. This is a story from BuzzFeed. And it may be the most, at this point, monumental investigation into the Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, Russian collusion. Mm-mm. So he directed his longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump Tower in Moscow, according to two federal law enforcement officials involved in the investigation. Trump also supported a plan set up by Cohen to visit Russia during the presidential campaign in order to personally meet Putin and jumpstart the tower negotiations. Remember when Donald Trump was all like, I have no business with Russia. Yeah, I have no business with Russia. He ordered Michael Cohen to, quote unquote, make it happen. And even as Trump told public that he had no deals with Russia, the sources say that Trump and his children, Ivanka, Donald Trump Jr., received regular detailed updates about the real estate development from Cohen, whom was in charge of the project. Also in that article, Donald Trump and the organization planned to give Vladimir Putin the $50 million penthouse on the top of that Trump Tower in Moscow. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. And this, of course, all from BuzzFeed. And the reaction to BuzzFeed breaking the story is hysterical. Um, a writer by the name of Jennifer Wright wrote, um, she redid the headline for BuzzFeed's article on Trump, and she simply called it, 11 reasons the president is going to jail, and number six will shock you. <laughs> yeah, that's BuzzFeed my, headline, all my, right. My other favorite was... <laughs> BuzzFeed is the only place in the world where you can see this story of the takedown of President Trump and also read an article right next to it on 69 songs that make you want a 69. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's great. But congratulations on probably winning the Pulitzer, BuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Um, Kevin Hart is going to star in a movie based on Monopoly. What? Kevin Hart is going to star in the live action Monopoly movie. It's being developed, it's been developed for a decade now, and apparently it's just getting off the ground. Sources say that the latest storyline is about a woman and her son who use a time traveling house to rewrite their own family history and stop a corrupt businessman in the process. So, who does Kevin Hart play? The son? Right. I don't know. No, I think he's got it. I think he's going to be the corrupt businessman. Has to be. He's little. Ah, he could play a son. Right? Uh, and Facebook denied that the 10 year challenge is a ploy to collect facial recognition data. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. We believe you, Facebook. Uh, yeah, so the social media giant remarks came after a tech magazine Wired published an article in which they suggested that the then and now 10 year photo challenge of regular people could be useful uh, to any entity that's looking to develop facial recognition algorithm, algorithms related to aging. Facebook had this to say, the 10-year challenge is a user-generated meme that started on its own without our involvement. They go on to say, it's evidence of the fun people have on Facebook, and that's it. Uh So Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live responded on social media to the announcement that Jason Reitman was redoing Ghostbusters and that this would be a continuation from the stories told in the 80s with the original cast and will not include any references to the 2016 all-female remake that Leslie Jones was in. Leslie Jones writes this, so insulting, like F us, we didn't count? It's like something Trump would do. She goes on to say, Gonna redo Ghostbusters? Better with men. We'll be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Ugh, so annoying. And then she goes on to finish it by saying, uh, 
that it was such a D move. And I don't give an F. I'm saying something. I will say this. I love that female Ghostbusters movie. It is, if I have a choice to watch a Ghostbusters movie because we have them all, I will always go to that one. I think it's an incredibly great movie. But to just sort of defend the failure that this movie is perceived to have been, let me throw this at you. In 2016, there were 737 movies released Mm. in 2016. Ghostbusters with Leslie Jones did $229 million worldwide and $128 million in the U.S. So out of the 737 movies released in 2016, the girl Ghostbusters ranked 21. That's not a failure to me. That's not bad. I don't know, man. It's not bad. The people who have seen... I mean, at least what I've talked to who have seen that movie all loved it. I loved it, man. And I I'm, loved I'm on it. Leslie Jones' side with this. Like, I don't think that the new Ghostbusters should erase no. the all-female cast version at all. Agreed. At all. It was Agreed. such a great movie. And I hope they continue with that franchise. Uh, Spotify is testing a mute function for artists. What do you mean? Everybody is on Spotify to try and get them to pull artists like R. Kelly in the whole mute R. Kelly campaign, right? Which is fine. But it's a tricky situation because they originally said that they weren't going to, and then they said that they were, and back and forth. So what they're now doing is they're allowing customers to have that power. So if you're on Spotify and you don't want any R. Kelly popping up, you're now going to have the option to just mute R. Kelly and it will not pop on anything on Spotify. No, playlist, no radio, no, no playlist, oh, wow. no albums, no nothing All right. on Spotify. So they're going to, they're testing it now. So you'll then have the ability to mute people that you don't want to hear on Spotify. Huh. Saints fans, New Orleans Saints fans, have launched a lawsuit oh, against the NFL and Roger Goodall. Uh-huh. Because he has the power to do crazy things in that league, as we were saying yesterday. The commissioner can tell you to, he can reverse the decision of the outcome if he wants He's to. He's like Thanos with the infinity, with the, all the infinity <laughs> He's stones. Got He's glove, got the power. And it's just full of Super Bowl rings, <laughs> right? And he can reverse the decision of with the game. With a snap of a finger. <laughs> with, exactly. That's exactly it. Right? He's Thanos. Yeah. In a, in a, like He's a, got all the stones. In a, in a stripy <laughs> dress shirt. Okay. Okay. He's got all the stones. So uh-huh. he can reverse the decision if he wants to. He can have them replay the game if he wants to. Or he can have them replay the game from that point if he wants to. It's not going to happen, but fans are now suing the NFL. Man, they ain't going to win. Because of that botched call. They're not going to win. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) It's not like this is... I don't know. But if this happened to the Leafs, right? If this happened to the Leafs. Like, I remember back, and people don't remember, when... It was New York and Los Angeles. Or sorry, when it was Toronto Maple Leafs and the LA Kings. Mm. And Gilmore was there and all those guys were there. And there was the high stick. Gretzky skated around. Marty McSorley was there. Like all of this happened and there was no call. And if there was a call, the Leafs most likely would have scored and gone to the Stanley Cup that year. But there was no call on the ice. 
And if we had the power to sue then, I'll tell you, man, I would have been first in line. Yeah. I would have been one of those jabronis launching a lawsuit against the NHL. <laughs> Showing up at the city hall, fists in the air. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. News that should surprise absolutely nobody. Toronto Uh-oh. was once again deemed as being, quote, severely unaffordable by a major international research firm. Uh. The Frontier Center for Public Policy has released its 15th annual Demographia International Housing Affordability Survey in which 309 metropolitan areas across eight different countries, each with more than 2 million residents, are ranked by their cost of living. Last year at this time, Toronto went from 28th to 21st. Let me remind you again, 309 cities, eight countries with over 2 million people in each. And Toronto shot up last year from 28th to 21st. This year, Toronto was tied with London for 10th. Oh, my God. Making Toronto more expensive than New York, Miami, Brisbane, Seattle, Boston, Vegas. Hold and on, other- more than New York? Yeah. Because I'll tell you why, the difference. Okay, let me, uh, let me explain. It was explained to me, and it made, it made perfect sense to me. I'll tell you why Toronto's more expensive than New York. Tell me. Because I know everybody's like, no, 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 fam. Toronto ain't more expensive than New York. Toronto as a whole. Yeah. Okay? Like, let's not look at the downtown area where condos are and a house that needs a million dollars in renovation costs you $4 million. But let's look at Toronto as a whole. Okay. And then look at New York City as a whole. Then we're going to start to go outside of Toronto Mm -hmm. by like 10, 15 minutes. And then you're going to go outside New York 10, 15 minutes. Then you're going to go 20 minutes. And then you're going to go 25 minutes. Then you're going to go 30 minutes. If you go 30 minutes outside New York, you can find a four-bedroom family house in New Jersey or Connecticut or New York State, wherever it is, on a nice lot with a two-car garage for a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. How far do you have to go outside of Toronto to find a house with four bedrooms, a two-car garage that you can get for $450,000? I can tell you right now, almost an hour away. More than an hour away. In any direction. More than an hour away. No, minimum. Yeah, minimum. Right? Minimum. Minimum so that, an hour that's away. when it was explained to me like that. Mm-hmm. How far you have to get outside Toronto oh, before you can find a family house for like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, to go far, far east. Yeah. Far, far north. Yeah. Far. 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 And it was never like that. So in this survey, so Toronto in this is list, uh, we're better than New York. We are, yes, we're tenth. Take that, the, New York. Out of 309 cities, <laughs> which is crazy to me, man. Crazy to me. Oh. Toronto police charged 670 drivers over the week-long distracted driving blitz. Oh, really? Yeah, a total of 670 drivers were charged over the course of that week. Between January 14th and January 20th, officers held a zero-tolerance policy as they combed through the downtown core uh, for drivers not paying attention while behind the wheel. So is the blitz over? Well, I'm not going to say the blitz is over, as in you can now go back to looking at your phone. But? No, the blitz isn't over. Aww. I mean, well, the, the, I guess technically the blitz is over, but they're still you're still going to be charged if yeah. they catch you. It's oh, still illegal. But they're not doing sneaky things like riding the streetcars looking in cars. Oh, yeah, Maury, don't worry about it. The police will <laughs> never, ever from this point on do sneaky things. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you, police. I love you. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. 
Hey, did uh, Jake Cole diss Kanye on his new track, Middle Child? Reigniting that old feud. Uh, many people are suggesting that, uh, yeah, that is in fact the case. Uh, back in 2016, J. Cole dropped False Prophets, another song that people had said he was taking aim at Kanye. And his new song, Middle Child, I'll read you the lyrics before we go to a clip of the actual track. So he says, uh, first of all, he in the Kanye-Drake feud, J. Cole seems to side with Drake. He's got Drake's oh. back in this track. Yeah. So he said, just put the rolly back on my wrist. This watch came from Drizzy. He gave me a gift. So there's that part. Uh, best friends. Then he goes on to say, but I'd never beep with an N-word for nothing. If I smoke a rapper, it's going to be legit. It won't be for clout. It won't be for fame. It won't be because my ish ain't selling the same. Ooh. It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers. Oh, it won't be because some N-word slid in my lane. Oh, that's Kanye. Right? right? Yeah. It has to be. Of course. Just put the rollie right back on my wrist. This watch came from Drizzy. He gave me a gift. Back when the rap game was praying like this. To act like two legends cannot coexist. But I never be for the thing. No forgetting. Then if I smoke a rapper, it's going to be legit. It won't be for clout. It won't be for fame. It won't be because my dish I'm selling the same. It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers. It won't be because something's sticking in my lane. Oh, right? Ouch. Sorry, yeah. Kanye, but <laughs> that is straight up towards you. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If you remember uh, last week, Kim Kardashian was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and he had asked her uh, whether the feud with Taylor Swift was still happening, and she said, no, it's over. And then yeah. she said, who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with, Kanye or uh, Drake or Taylor Swift? And she said, Taylor Swift. Don't tell me she legit got stuck in an elevator with Drake. No, so now what's happening is Radar Online is reportedly... Trying to get them in an elevator together. No, they're reporting that Kim Kardashian was told by her bosses to go easy on Taylor Swift <gasps> and to not say anything bad about her again. Because here's the thing. Wait, Kim was told by her bosses? Yes. Like her mom? No, her mom's boss. Her mom has a boss? So Taylor Swift left Big Machine Records. Yes. Taylor Swift signed with Universal. Yes. Universal also owns the E-Network. Which shows Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Kardashian shows. Oh, no. Oh, no. So the story goes that they went to Kim and said, no more Taylor Swift talk. We're one big happy family. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, Taylor is the type of artist that if she went to Universal, and this happens, this happens, she went to Universal and could have easily said, I will sign this if you guarantee me that nobody within the Universal family publicly trashes me. Not just Universal Music, but Universal as an entity. All, yes. Everything. Everything. Oh my God. And they would say, we'll do our best. And they would have gone to Kim Kardashian to say, you got to let this go. It's a business here we're trying to run. We got you. You're a huge property. You make us a lot of money, but we also want Taylor Swift. That could have happened. Very well could have happened. So if there's no more Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift beef, you know why. Money. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Ask Roz and Mocha, a podcast exclusive. This does not happen on our live weekly show. What we do is post on Instagram every Wednesday a picture that reads Ask Roz and Mocha. And then you just fill the comment section with all of your questions. We will invite one of you to join us on the uh, podcast to ask your question live. Now, before we get to Sarah, who's on hold, I want to read to you uh, three of the reviews that we got on Apple Podcasts just this week. All right? Oh, yeah. So wherever it is you get your podcast from, please leave a rating and or review. Um, we would love you for it. All three of these, by the way, five stars. Thank you so much. So this one, title, absolutely can't live without. Uh, here's what they write. Been listening since the beginning. This podcast is a blessing. I listen to you guys at work, and my coworkers think I'm crazy when I burst out laughing uh, out of nowhere. Keep up the great work. Much love. Another one from uh, Lacelle says, huge fan of the show. Also five stars. I get through the podcast over the weekend, and I absolutely love the banter that goes on between the three of you guys. 100% recommend. And finally, uh, love it is the subject. Absolutely love the Razamoga show. Best show on radio, hands down. I'm currently away from the GTA for work and have been binging the Razamoga podcast hard. Wow. Love it. Keep up the good work. Also, Razma man, you are hands down the smoothest, coolest dude around. Stop it. <laughs> I've updated your Wikipedia. Shut up. <laughs> there you go. If you, uh, Get the Ronza Moga Show podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts rating and or review. Love it. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right. What's your question, Sarah? Uh, Well, my daughter, she's 17, and uh, she just recently had a very, well, her first heartbreak. Ugh. It was terrible. (laughs) She got dumped? She did, and... He was like he was her first for everything. Yeah, like everything. How long were they together for? Uh, Eleven months. Oh, okay. oh man, that's and she's taking it real hard. Yes. Yeah. Let's just say, um, I don't know if you guys have a room in your house where you go and like you talk or we ours is the kitchen. So yeah. as soon as we got home, she went right on the floor and started bawling. Oh. And- God. Oh yeah, it was bad. I uh, I'll tell you, there's there's some do's and don'ts when dealing with a with a kid who's going through a breakup. You know, I would suggest not. There's some things that parents say, okay, and that things that don't help that kids don't want to hear. And the one thing that kids don't want to hear is that don't worry, there's plenty more guys out there. Oh, of course. You know, when my mom used to say that to me, don't worry, there's plenty more girls. I mean, in her case, she was right. But <laughs> but, but, but at the time, oh, but at the time, you don't want to hear that because there is only one other person out there. Uh, just a couple general things that Mocha and I will preach all the time, and that is step one of any breakup, whether you are the one that does the dumping or you are dumped. You have she to, has to go hook up with his brother. No. Oh. <laughs> you have to do a clean break out of the gate. Okay, so the first thing she's got to do is it's going to suck, but she's got to unfollow him on everything. Okay, she did. She did. She unfollowed him on Instagram. She put all her like got rid of all the pictures. But, you know, it is just it's hard because she it's all she thinks about. Right. It it is to be with him. She doesn't understand what she did wrong. And uh, Sarah, have you told her the story of your first breakup? Um, I did, yeah. um, but again, it's just not something like no. she doesn't care, no. you know, like 
right now all she's thinking about is her heart's broken. She yeah. loves him. She wants to be with him. Seventeen year um, olds. Seventeen year olds want to be in their own head and they want to be miserable at times. Sure. Right. Here's what Absolutely. I. Here's, you have to yeah, let they, them they, do that. You yeah. have to let them do that though, because then that way they're going to be able to figure out their own feelings and learn what heartbreak is, so that you can then try to move on and know what that feeling is going to be like the next time it happens i'll i'll, I'll give yeah. you i'll tell you one thing um that i would suggest for her and i would encourage her to do this is to embrace that sort of feeling and embrace the heartache and embrace yeah. the emotion and i would tell her to put it all down in writing Oh my God, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the exact same thing for her to start writing down how she feels during this moment in time. Write everything down. Write it all, write it all down. Just get into that and don't sort of do it as any sort of kind of therapeutic thing or that you're going to need it for anything in the future. Just tell her to go find a quiet space, find a, a notebook and not on a computer with a pen. Yeah. Okay. No, that is a great idea. Go and buy her a real kick-ass looking notebook and just a big pack of pens and tell her, listen, for the next little while, if you don't want to come down for dinner because you're writing, that's cool. You want to stay up an extra hour late at night? You're going to be so super tired the next day for school. That's cool. Just go and write it all out. Write everything you're feeling and don't stop. Oh, I will definitely do that today for her. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, the one thing we did do too is uh, we watched funny videos on YouTube, and that seemed to help. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then to go back to Mocha's initial point, the guy that dumped her does not have a brother, right? Or does he? Oh, he does, but he's younger. How oh, um, yeah. Like like a lot younger? Like a little younger? Uh, yeah. He's probably, I think he's four years younger. So oh, I okay. Yeah. yeah. No, never mind. No. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. So forget that idea. <laughs> or tell, his best no. friend. Tell her to keep that one in her back pocket for next time. Yeah. <laughs> when he's older, right? <laughs> hey, Sarah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Love right. you guys. Love, Love you, you too. too. Take care. All right. Next question, fellas. Yeah. Chris writes, what part of Guyana are you from, Mocha? And have you ever oh, been back? Uh, my parents are from uh, Georgetown. Actually, my dad's from Georgetown. Okay. And my mom took me, I think I was like four months old. Right. To see her mom before her mom passed away. And since then, I'd never gone back. So obviously, I don't remember being in Guyana at all. Yeah. And I'd always thought about it. Like, I would love to go back at some point to see where my parents grew up and family that still yeah. lives there. My mom goes like, I think three times a year. Wow, that's a lot. She goes back. Um, I have never gone and I've just never gotten around to it. You will. You know why? I'd love to. You're going to bring your son there one day. Oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. For sure. 100%. For sure. um, oh, here we go. Yeah. Chaz writes, uh, what was your favorite childhood cartoon that you would want a modern live action movie made for? Oh, Jeez, Maury? Two. Um, I loved Fraggle Rock yeah. as a kid. Not a cartoon, though. Interesting. Or my second one was... <laughs> we mean interesting. <laughs> Facts. Uh, my second one would be Inspector Gadget. But they I made one. No, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Did they do Inspector Gadget? Okay. Yeah. All right, over to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just means you were onto something because they, they... It's really difficult to tell because they've really made everything yeah. from our childhood that was a cartoon. Like, I'm trying to think of just anything that I've, I've watched that was not already made into a terrible movie. I'll tell so, you one that they haven't done yet that which, they had talked about forever and ever and ever and actually hired Pharrell to do the music for 
not just the soundtrack, but like to score the actual movie mm-hmm. was Voltron. And this was like mid 2000s, but oh, then wow. Transformers came out and that franchise took off at the time. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to that Voltron project, huh. but that's the only one. Did they ever do a live action He Man? They did, and yeah. it was awful. Oh, there's, my a, God. there's actually a great documentary on Netflix about He Man. Oh, really? It's, it's just about He Man. Yeah. And it's incredible because it, it's, a, it's a perfect story of a great idea. What had happened was how He-Man started was they released the movie of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And Conan the Barbarian, they sold, the movie company sold the toy rights to it because- I saw this documentary. Because Star Wars and everything else, everything was all action figures, action figures. And they sold the to- toy rights to Conan the Barbarian. And then the movie- was in production and before it was finished, the marketing people and the toy company that they sold the rights to realized that this was going to be a hard R movie and not for kids. okay. So they were like, how the hell do we sell toys for a movie that is hard R and not at all for children? So then they were looking for a new, that whole group of people were looking for a new Conan type thing and then one of the guys came up with He-Man. Really? And that's how it started and then they go through in this documentary and they tell you all of the sort of ups and downs and how the company destroyed He-Man and they oversaturated the market and they took this great idea. Like they really, like these guys really loved He-Man. The guy who's created yeah. He-Man. Oh, I want to like see They this really now. loved it's, He-Man. It's an episode, it's a toys documentary and that's one of the episodes. No, no, this is a just He-Man documentary. Oh, because there's also one in the toys yeah, episodes. Yeah, that's, yeah, the toys of our lives or the toys of our youth or whatever yeah. this is the other okay. one. But there's a specific He-Man documentary. Really? Where they go through and they talk all about He-Man and then they, then they get to the movie with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Because Dolph Lundgren was Ivan Drago at the time and he was a sort of big From name. From Rocky IV? Yeah. yeah. I love that He-Man movie, by the so way. So they took the opposite way. So uh-huh. they g- d- hire a director and start making this movie. And then they go to the director and say, okay, you have this movie, but remember this movie's for kids, so he can't, He-Man can't kill anybody. <sighs> and He-Man can't punch anybody in the face. Oh. And, and He-Man can't do any of this stuff. He's got a sword. Right, yeah, exactly. Wait, he's got a sword and he can't use it? Yes. So that was the downfall of the movie. So it's that. just this up and down story of yeah. He-Man and then they get into She-Ra and they, they do all of this stuff. So if you get a chance, go watch the He-Man documentary. But I would have said He-Man, no, but I, it's 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 so impossible to do. Well, for you, maybe Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie? What's Steamboat Willie? What Mickey Mouse first was. Oh, wow. Wow. From like what, the 20s? That's right. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Fun, funny story about yeah. that He-Man movie. When I was a kid, I was so excited to watch that movie, right? And my mom worked at the mall at the time that the movie came out. So one day, she was like, come down to meet me at the store. She worked at Simpsons, yeah. which is now the Bay. Meet me at the store. I'll walk you over to the theater. You can go watch He-Man. So I was like, wicked amazing. First 10 minutes of the movie, I'm like, there's something weird about this. I don't remember Lou Diamond Phillips being in this movie. <laughs> also, why is he in like this sandy, kind of desolate looking place? And why is there an airplane flying above? And why does it blow up? And then I lean to the lady beside me. I'm like, is this He-Man? She's like, no, this is La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh! So I left that theater, walked into the- Found the one for He-Man. Yeah. And 
You accidentally saw La Bamba? I accidentally wow. saw the first 10 minutes of La Bamba. You know, you're one of probably one of the very few people who actually walked out of La Bamba because La Bamba was, you should have no. stayed. You know what? Yeah. The week after, I, when I told my mom what happened, she was like, oh, I want to see that movie. Meet me at the mall. Yeah. And we went and we watched La Bamba together. <laughs> but did you, you liked He-Man when you saw it when you were a little I kid? Did, you yeah. did, huh? Yeah, yeah. But no, go and watch that documentary on Netflix. The toys one is great too that Maury was talking about. Because it also, there's a Barbies episode yeah, and a Star Wars action figure episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the He-Man documentary is just it's really really incredible uh what's the best restaurant you've been to in the last year it doesn't have to be anything fancy Holy cow. See, okay. i don't go to restaurants like yeah. i just i don't go out um i went to that what's that one place if you're in toronto there's that one joint maury help me out here what's that place on queen west down in by parkdale that i went to that i told you to go to Convenience? Oh, convenience is super awesomely fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real fun. And again, you go in the bathroom downstairs, and like the wallpaper's all He Man and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, the men's is He Man and the girls is She Ra. Yeah, and oh, it's nice. all cool lights, and the food is fun. It's just a fun place to go yeah. and hang out and have dinner. So that's really the only place. And I can't remember the last time I I went out for I went out for dinner. Yeah. I don't I don't know. We get invited to places all the time, and I just can't go. Like I just can't get motivated to to go there's a little place um out in by uh, east of toronto in a little town called port hope and it's a schnitzel house Ooh, I so, love yeah. schnitzel. so when i see stuff like that like when we're just out for a drive one day and i drive by like a place in some tiny little town and it's its own independent thing like it's not even in like a strip mall and it's just a giant sign that reads schnitzel house like i want to go there like sure. that's what i want to do yeah. i have no desire to go and spend a lot of money in a fancy restaurant on dinner i really don't and i never really have yeah do you have a favorite restaurant that you've been to lately um i have two places uh we live in a very uh italian heavy neighborhood you know yeah. me i love my pasta sure so there's there's one restaurant called Anna Maria because they hand make a lot of their stuff. Yeah. So I go there all the time. And another place that just opened up a pizza joint a couple weeks ago. We order from there like at least once a week. Yeah. And they have these, they're called Mambo Rolls, right? And the pizza place is called Pizza or Pizza because it's just spelled the letter P, the letter Z, the letter A. Okay. And they have these things called Mambo Rolls where they're spring rolls and it's a spring roll uh, shell, mm-hmm. but inside fellas is mozzarella cheese oh shut your mouth roasted red peppers mm. and prosciutto oh my god and then they drizzle on top of these and they're, rolls, fr- they're fried like spring rolls and they're it? fried like spring rolls they drizzle very lightly this like balsamic glaze and it oh my god guys. oh my god i mean actually maybe i'll order it tonight and i'll bring it for you yes, please. It. yeah please do uh Dan Mori? Um, we I have three. One, our our favorite place shut down, so that doesn't exist anymore. It was like where we went for dumplings and stuff. But um, we love Rosalinda, which is on Richmond, which is a uh, Catherine's been there. It's a vegan Mexican taco place, oh, which go. is super fun. And then up on Ossington is Parallel Brothers, which is Israeli food. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, Amanda Bailey, I just watched uh, Roz's episode of Chopped Canada. I was wondering if Roz has improved on his dessert <laughs> skills oh, since wow. that experience. And what is his favorite meal to make? What was that dessert that you made on that episode, I by the did way? dessert nachos. It was not- chocolate, right? I, no, I did dessert. I'd never made a dessert before in my life. And I did dessert nachos, which I took phyllo pastry and cut them into little triangles so they look like nachos. And I, I fried them and then I used icing sugar 
just to season them up. And then I used the, the, the top of a creme brulee because it had that yellowy color. It acted like I put it in a little pot so it looked like nacho cheese. Yeah. And then I did a reduction of berries and turned it into what looked like a salsa. Oh, so yeah. it looked like a plate of nachos, but only it was all, it was really, really sweet. It was dessert. But I'll tell you that, um, that experience of doing Chopped, it was a celebrity edition of Chopped. So it was myself, Keisha Shante, um, uh, one of the guys from Bare Naked Ladies. No, not Ed Robertson. The other guy who's not in Bare Naked Ladies. Stephen Page. And maybe Mary Walsh from This Hour is 22 Minutes. So it was a celebrity edition. And I got all the way to the final. It was me and Stephen Page uh, from Bare mm-hmm. Naked Ladies as the, as the final two. And you're playing for charity and everything else, but I'm hyper competitive. And doing Chopped Canada, be just going through the process of doing Chopped ruined me. Why? Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell you, I did not win. Spoiler yeah. alert. So I came in second and I was so obsessed with why I lost that it was, it was affecting my home life. Are you serious? I would go to bed every night and what I would do is I would lie there and I would re-prepare every single dish I made on Chopped in my head over and over and over again. No. Figuring out where it where that one thing went wrong. And yeah. do you like hate Stephen Page now? Um, no, but I was pissed off that he won. Like, and I, I didn't hide it. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. you know, I didn't hide it. Like he's, he's, you know, he's a nice enough guy. We get along. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was pissed. Like I, and I was pissed at the production. I was pissed at everybody. That's really? Yeah. Healthy. Did you yeah. send an email or anything? No, like, I talked to them. Oh, you did? What'd yes. you say? I was pissed. I told them how pissed I was. After it aired? Yes. Or af- yeah. No, after, after, after it there happened. that night. Oh no. In front of everybody? Yes. <gasps> Dude, that's not good. Yes. No. Yeah, but that's what they want. They want people who take it seriously. They don't yeah. want somebody who goes on and treats it like a goof. And I like I took it so seriously and uh and, and it haunted me. Like it really did. That Aww, experience dude. haunted me. And and the interesting thing is because on those shows, when you tape it, mm-hmm. um, you have to wait six, seven, eight, nine months before it actually airs. So I had enough time to get Aww. it out of my system. And then you start having to do promotion for the episode when it's about to air. So then I had to go on and do all these, I had to talk about this episode yeah. constantly. And then it brought back all these all these hard oh, feelings that no. I that I had for it. And then again, I had more sleepless nights and all this so other stuff. And then the episode aired. And then the episode aired in the same oh. thing. And and so it's a real, like those shows are, I'll tell you the trick for those shows, because the question that everybody has for a show like Chopped is how do they keep the food warm mm-hmm. from the time you cook it until the judges taste it. Because when you finish your dish on Chopped or any of those other cooking shows, yeah. it's an hour before the judges taste it. An hour? Yeah, because if you notice, the kitchen is a disaster when everybody cooks. When they say three, two, one, hands up, and everybody has their hands up, the kitchen is a disaster. But when then, when they cut to the scene where you are in front of the judges and they're tasting your food, that same kitchen is behind you and it's spotless. Yeah. So they have to take that time and clean the studio, basically. And put everything back. Put everything back. In the order that they are supposed, like, for presentation yes. purposes. So the one thing on Chop that they won't tell you on television and all Ooh. these and all these shows where food is judged. Here we go. The one criteria that judges are not allowed to take into consideration is the temperature of the food. But what if so you- is served cold? Served cold. So they don't keep it heated. Nope. They don't keep it like on simmer nope. or put in the microwave nope. or oven. Nope. Nothing. Nope. So if you make, let's say for example, you make like a ravioli dish. Right. An hour later, 
That ravioli dish is then served to the judges. Yes. And the judges take a bite. Correct. There's a chance that that ravioli dish is ice cold. Correct. What if, but the desserts, like oh the ice creams and stuff. They will, they will keep those refrigerated. That oh, okay. stuff's yeah. easy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, they don't. They, they can't judge on temperature. So that's why on all those shows, yeah. you never see somebody take a, a sip of soup and go, yeah, it's a little cold for soup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you do, you're never judged on temperature of the food. Wow. Because everything they eat I on those shows that. is cold. Cold steak, cold pasta, cold everything. Yeah. Everything is, it winds up being cold. I have another question about these cold. shows too. Yeah. Uh, so you don't know what you're going to make, but before they start filming, do they kind of give you an idea? Like maybe... A handful of the ingredients? No. Nope. Or they don't tell you anything? No, nothing. It's literally on the fly. On the fly. Wow. Yeah, and even on the celebrity edition, they don't tell you. Really? Yeah, no, they they don't. It's a, it's legit, but those shows are very stressful. And if you do, they have like other not not the celebrity chefs, but other chefs kind of like they're supervising what you may be no. doing. No. Nothing at all. eh? nothing at all. They show you how to use the machines. Yeah, that's what and they that's do, it. and that's it. That's the only thing. Like, there, you won't have, like, a, a, another chef back there being like, ah, you nope. may not want to use that much garlic. Nope. Or you may not want to take these two ingredients and put them together because it will ruin your entire it dish. It is all on you. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wow. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Oh, uh, dude, I didn't know you felt that way, though. Oh, Did you want to my... thank Amanda for bringing it up again? Yeah, thanks, Amanda, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Now you won't sleep for weeks. Oh, no. What about if someone were to give you $10,000 right now, what would you do with it? Okay, Damon Mori, go. I would buy art. Really? Immediately. I would do the most boring thing in the entire world. (laughs) And I almost hate myself for saying this. Yeah. But I know my dad would be proud. Yeah. I would actually take that money and throw it at my mortgage. Yeah. Okay, can I change my answer? <laughs> right? I, I agree with you. I agree with you. That, no, don't, man. The new goal is to, to be mortgage-free, yeah. right? As any homeowner. Yes. Can I change my answer? <laughs> yeah, Maury, what's your answer now? So I would buy the $5,000 couch Matthew wants. Right. And then maybe put the rest of the mortgage. Right. Uh, okay, finally, let's end on this one because we're going to wrap things up. And uh, okay. thank you all for all of your questions. Uh, would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? Oh, my God. You know what? I would rather lose the ability to lie because I, I, I don't lie. At least I don't think I do. But like, uh-huh. if I lie, they're not like, they're not like Maury lies. Maury, Maury lies, lies. You throw me under the bus like that. For <laughs> God, would you rather lose your ability to lie or believe everything you're told? Well, first of all, I would never want to live in a world where I believed everything I was told because you would because different people tell you different things. Yeah, and you would just be completely scattered all of the time. Yeah, like you wouldn't be able to form an opinion or even make a decision if you believed everything you were told. But knowing what I know of you, Roz, you're not like, you're not a liar. You're not like Maury liar. Can I tell, can I, jeez, man, again, with the Maury lies. You're right, I'm not a, you're right, I'm not a Maury liar. I'm I'm not. Like Maury lies, lies. I'm a very good liar, but I don't like to lie. Like I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy lying. Uh, I will say, God, okay, I'm gonna try and speak between the lines here. Okay. Okay. The only reason why I am leaning towards believing everything I'm told yeah. is because I would be willing to sacrifice myself because if I had to live a life where I was incapable of lying, 
I don't think Roxy would have half the magic in her life that she does. Gotcha. Understood. You know what I mean? Understood. Yeah. Fully understand. And then suddenly you're that dad. Yeah. I understand. Right? Totally. So that's why I might sacrifice myself and say believe everything. I would do it for my kid. I would do it for my kid. That's real nice, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Damn it, Maury? I would just believe everything I'm told because I just don't want him not lying. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a liar, dude. You're like an alcoholic. (laughs) You're like an alcoholic where you're like, I would take the liver transplant because I don't want to stop drinking. Okay? I just don't want to stop oh drinking. Oh my God. Every Wednesday, we will post on Instagram at Kiss925 a photo that reads Ask Ross and Mocha. Uh, load up that comment section. Uh, ask as many questions as you want. We'll try to get through as many as we can on the podcast. And of course, we will try to get one of you on the phone with us to ask your question live. Don't forget to rate, review the podcast. Uh, five stars. We would love it. We've been on a roll lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and share with your friends, more importantly. If you think someone uh, that you know would love the Roz and Mocha Show podcast, please tell them about it. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.